Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Morning, sunshine. Hump day, middle of the week, Wednesday, October 7, 2000. And I told you this year sucked. I told you this year was a tease. God, I hate this year. I particularly don't like October 6th. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145. And I can't stand NBA refs. There, I said it. You're afraid to have this conversation, Frank. I just don't want to come across as Because we're going to come across as the disgruntled fans. The referee, the referee. I I don't like coming across as that person, but... Any basketball fan watching the game yesterday is going to point out the referees were dead awful, especially in the first half. Yeah, this is brutal. Like, so, whatever. Like, okay, so, so the Lakers win yesterday. Uh, I think they had a little help from their friends. I saw way too many instances where similar calls were made on behalf of the Lakers and not of the Heat. Um, if you say that too much, you come across like a disgruntled fan and not a responsible radio host. So I'm not going to spend the entire show harping on that, if you know what I mean. Um, There's no sugarcoating this, man. You know what I mean? They're down 3-1. It's not looking good. This is what I was sort of afraid of. The only thing is, is I feel like they got gypped. And no one's saying it. No one's going to say it. The announcers were talking about it. They they were acknowledging certain non calls and calls and. And LeBron was getting all of the calls, but LeBron continues to bitch about every single little what's thing. His, like, what's uh, his issue? What is his deal? Like, what's well, his deal, man? Like you might as well go out there with a freaking force field around you, bro, because you don't want anybody to touch you, breathe on you, sniff you, anything, man. Like what's you, his deal, you man? Want to complain about every single call, every call. The only call that he had a right to complain about yesterday. Was when they said it was out on him and it went off the top of the backboard that it was clearly not out that he clearly didn't touch the ball. It's the only call yesterday that he had the right to to argue because he was right about it. But every time he every time he gets hacked, every time something oh where's the foul? Where's the foul? Where's the foul? Every single time, and it's not even that he complains about it. It's the over theatrics that he pulls with this face y la bimba y la muecas. It's everything, man. Statistically, such a whiny little bee. So statistically, they played. Mirror games. So it was down to a few calls, mm-hmm. if you ask me. And it just seemed like they were slanted one way, not the other. Listen, bro, I, I'll be fine. Like, it's not the end of the world. I'll watch game five on Friday in hopes that they can do the improbable. But it annoys me that in, in – look, I talk sports. I've been covering sports. Since 1988. Really since 1987. Because the paper I worked for in college downtown was a well-circulated paper, and I believe that was really my start in media before I... And in in theory, I got the job at the Herald in 87. So the true year is 87. Not that anyone gives a rat's ass. The point is... I watch a lot of sports in the four major sports. And what I can, I've never been able to understand is by leaps and bounds how basketball's subjectivity to calls can be so accepted in the sports world. Man, 
dude, I'm going to just out it, Frank, because today's the day to out it. Right? You don't usually talk about a burner account, right? Right. Okay. I have a burner account. No. It's called MLB Umps. You do? Yes. That's not you, bro. That's me. At, no. at MLB Amigo. Umps. But there's a reason why I did that. I got it years ago, and it's just been sitting there. It doesn't have a whole lot of followers. Every once in a while, I put something funny up there. Shocked. Because people piss me off. You should see how nitpicky baseball fans are. They will find one strike call in a game where there was 250 pitches between both teams. And say that was a determining And that's factor. terrible. That was a determining factor. That's why MLB um, suck, et cetera, et cetera. And if you watch the playoffs, how often they get bang-bang plays right. I'll make fun of Major League Baseball umps. But because they're a low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Just as NFL referees are the low-hanging fruit. What I can't understand is over the years, it's always been that basketball has been the most subjective. Then in the in the era of instant replay in all sports, teams have gotten I'm sorry, sports have gotten better at watching over this stuff. Not only can the NBA not get their replays correct. We saw at one point they went back like two plays later to check if somebody had a, a, 24 second violation. The 24 second. Why don't you I, just check it then there? No, the, the, the whistle no, blew. Too easy. The play was dead. That would be Review too easy. it. That so what would have ha- what would have happened if he would have if he would have gone? They were just giving him the points and it would just kept going. Frank, that would have been too easy. You understand my point? That's just too easy. I'm sorry. To do it that way is way too easy. So the age of refereeing has changed, and even still, basketball is just so far behind. So far behind. I don't get it. You watch a baseball game, man, they get some real good calls right. It, in basketball, you know, you ask why LeBron cries? Because those guys can't get calls right, Frank. So in a world where the calls aren't right and it's so subjective, it's in your best interest to bitch and moan like a little puta. Because Lechoncito, that's what he acts like. He is no one's, He let me tell you, he is no one's alpha in any sport he's become and i can't believe because i've always said that talent wise we've never seen anything like him right yeah but we've never really seen anything like him in general no because i don't know that i've ever seen an athlete this good be such a diva be so over the top with the things that he says and does but they protect them that's why he said he does and says whatever he wants they absolutely protect them in history Alpha superstars like that end up going by the wayside. They lose their way. The Derrick Roses of the world, they have to be comeback players because all that diva nonsense takes them to a land of nowhere. Somehow LeBron has been celebrated for all this crap. I don't get it. So they win. They'll go to game five on Friday. What a horrible day, actually. Marlins lose, Yankees lose, Heat lose. Just one of those weird days for me. But I got to see the Marlins game yesterday in bits and pieces. And I was really taken aback by Ronald Acuna Jr. 0-1 pitch. Sandy Alcantara. Ball gets away from him. He's ahead of the count, 0-1, and it hits him in the hip. And Acuna starts bitching and moaning like a. Again, there is nothing more 
unappealing to me than an athlete that goes through all this nonsense to make a point. So it's just ragging on LeBron over it, right? LeBron cries over every call. Did, did you see Acuna and his theatrics? Yeah, he's he overdid that one too, man. Like there was no, Sandy, Sandy Alcantara was not going. He was not trying to plunk you. It was in the middle of the count. He was just trying to go inside. But Acuna Jr. took everything personal and takes everything personal because that's the kind of player that he is. And then he thought that he was trying to. So, plunk. but here's what I don't understand: is Acuna is down the first baseline after Darnard hits a home run. He's doing his best impression of Jose Altuve. Um. That's not good for the game. That's not good for the game. I Listen, we had this conversation. Remember that Danny got mad at me when Danny used to come do the show with us. That I told you guys that the whole bat flip and the whole Hispanic thing, that I told you guys that I thought that stuff was bad for baseball. Mm -hmm. I clearly remember this, and I put it here. It had been back here. I put it here in the side. Sorry, young Andy, I'm giving you my back. Because a friend of mine, Danny, who used to do the show with us, and Frank used to get on my ass all the time about this topic. Oh, baseball's a boring game. You got to have fun. These guys are enjoying themselves. That's how they play baseball in the Caribbean. And I was the odd man out. But I've always said the same thing, is that that stuff brings bad stuff. And historically, Hispanic players have brought negative attention to themselves through those theatrics. There is no coincidence that Jose Altuve is Hispanic. There's no coincidence that Carlos Correa is Hispanic. There's no coincidence that Ronald Acuna is Hispanic. And there's no coincidence that most of the time when the league has a problem with this stuff, it's usually because it's a Hispanic player. I'm not even insinuating that if a gringo does it, it's okay. Never. You know why? Because generally speaking, it's part of the makeup of a Hispanic player. It's what they do. Ball players celebrate. Ball player knows the unwritten rules. Some people hate the unwritten rules. A lot of times the unwritten rules don't even make sense. I get it. I understand. We're good. But at the same time, you're playing a man's game. Ronacito, they're going to throw inside sometimes, bro. It's the playoffs. You're playing for all the marbles, kid. Don't you get an extra bonus for the play? Like, you're not playing right now on a Tuesday afternoon in Wrigley, bro. You're playing for the playoffs, kid. And in case your young ass doesn't understand that, this is the big stage. That's the same big stage you, you clowns choked on last year. Jumping over the railing and running down with your shaggy hair and pumping your fists. I don't care how happy you are. It's kind of a bad look when you have ball players that stay in their dugout and do the same types of celebrations. You don't see Aaron Judge doing that. You don't see Giancarlo Stanton doing that. And you don't see ballplayers around the league doing that. You ever see Mike Trout do that stuff? No. No. So I'm going to go on a limb, and this on Hispanic Heritage Month is going to piss you off, Yendi. But I think our Hispanic ballplayers got to cool down a little bit. I've been telling you this. You're free to do whatever the hell you want, and then everyone else is free to criticize it. I'm kind of the guy, maybe because I'm older, that I try to stay out of harm's way. And not subject myself to that kind of criticism. Call me old, call me crazy, that's who I am. And from time to time I'll tell you, I don't give a rat's ass what people say. But I do. It's a bad 
Look, remember Manny Ramirez, Frank? Yeah. You don't like him. Well, correct. I love him. No, no, correct yourself. I love Manny Ramirez. Oh, my apologies. I didn't like the fact that he played on a rival team, and I hated what he used to do to my to my Yankees. Okay. But remember the story about when I met him? Mm-hmm. I just about gave him a kiss in the ear. Oh, that's right. That's right. Really. Fucking loose. I love that whoa, guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. There you go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> whoa. What happened there? I slipped. Put on the alarm, bro. I do, though. I really love that guy. That guy's amazing. That was funny. I don't think I've I don't think I've slipped not a like foco. That. Not like that. I don't think I've slipped a foco in a long not time. Like I've that. only we slipped have, one in we two have to years. Send a KRS one uh, sample for that. Wow. The police the police siren from KRS one. At the sound of the police. At the sound of the beast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that might be the second FA slip up I've ever had on on this station. That was pure. It was beautiful. It was very oh, pure. It came from the mafunga. It came from down here, very from the mafunga, right here. I call this the mafunga, right down here. Ain't nothing. Everything's natural. It's mafunga in there. It's mud and it's slop and it's all the nasty stuff is there. And once in a while, stuff like that comes out. I love the freaking guy. I went bananas when I met him. He was having dinner in an outside table in highly of all places with his son, and I didn't even look at him. I started talking to his son. I go, do you know the man you're sitting across? Even though he killed my Yankees, that is the greatest right-hand hitter <laughs> of our time and one of the greatest right-hand hitters of all time. I go, I don't know if you know that you're sitting in front of him. And he started laughing. And Manny just starts laughing. And then I started talking to him in Spanish. I go, you killed my Yankees. I go, well, brother, you are the purest. I, I go, you could still play. <laughs> he goes, yo no sé, yo no sé si puedo seguir jugando. That guy was that guy was the man. Like, if you look at his stats, that guy's unbelievable. I tend to marvel over players after they've done damage to me. On my Mount Rushmore favorite plays of all time, it has to be when he caught the fly ball, he high fived the fan, then threw him out wherever base he threw him out of. I think it was first. I, I, I love this eccentricity, but it, it came at a price. No coincidences from Hialeah. It came at a price. Is he really? He stays in this area. Yeah, he's not. He's a Miami guy now. But funny enough, David Ortiz wasn't quite that guy. Remember? He grew into that guy. Mm, He never did that, though. No, but towards the end of his career, he started being more um, flamboyant. Vivacious, right? Is that the word? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He got away with it. He got away with being on a list for steroids, HGH. Mm -hmm. He was on the list, guys. We don't want to talk about it, but he was on the list. Nobody talks about that. Sin embargo, A-Rod, ni hablar. Barry Bronze, who never showed up anywhere, ni hablar. It's incredible what perception is. You call the negative attention to yourself, it gets mirrored and reciprocated. You guys can criticize me until you're blue in the face. You can tell me that I'm antiquated. You can tell me that I'm I'm out of touch. But look at the difference of those two players. Now look at them statistically as well. And Manny's going to be remembered for some HGH stuff. Which Ortiz was a part of and nobody talks of. Nobody says a word about it. Nobody questions why he just got randomly shot in the Dominican Republic. He is a papi lindo. A-Rod now is a papi lindo. I don't know why, but he is. But when he was a player, all he I mean, nobody got bludgeoned more than A-Rod. When you call that attention to yourself. Look at Canseco. Look at Canseco, guys. The list goes on and on, but then I can go over some Hispanic players... And minority players that don't take that route 
and watch how it works out for them. But McGuire kind of got negative light, and he wasn't that guy. But he wasn't that guy, but he had a thing of Andros sitting in his locker one day when they were interviewing him, and people said, wait, are you doing steroids? Like, what brought negative light is that he was doing steroids. But think about how McGuire has been welcomed, and Sammy Sosa can't even freaking step foot in Wrigley. Sammy has tried to change his identity physically. just because, because apparently being Hispanic and flamboyant doesn't work in the long run. Remember, he used to run around with the American flag and he was the darling? Mm-hmm. Same sin as Maguire. The Spanish guy is the outcast. Maguire is remembered to be this gentle giant. Really? He's a cheating bitch as well. Why is there a double standard, guys? So my, my overtures to a Ronald Acuna Jr. as a Hispanic, like look at Manny Machado. Manny Machado's not loved. He started getting liked a little more when he went into obscurity in San Diego and toned it down. Mm-hmm. Now you don't hear from Manny at all. But now he also has a Fernando Tatis on his team that's flamboyant right. and takes that attention away. Right. You live by that sword, you die by that sword. In this league particularly, I'm sorry, you can bang on, you can, well, the Houston Astros bang on garbage cans. But you can bang on cowbells. I deserve one for that one. You can bang on cowbells. You can be happy because you're from the Caribbean. You can have a flamboyant and eccentric way of playing the game because that's how they taught you to play it in the Dominican, in Cuba, in, in, in wherever you come from. Good for you. You're in a professional major leagues. The biggest and most important major baseball league in the world. Act like a pro. Don't act like a fool. You know, I'm pretty consistent. What I hold, hold Carlos Correa accountable for, I'm going to hold Acuna accountable for. And if I have a favorite baseball player that does it, I'm going to hold him accountable for it. Javi Baez has fun on the field. Throw somebody out. He does monerias on the field playing the game. Never show somebody up. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, you never see Javi Baez doing that nonsense. Javi Baez plays the game flamboyantly. He does. But the celebrations, like a true pro inside your dugout. Is that a bad unwritten rule? So when you're that guy, you hit the dong, you throw the bat in the air, you do a twirl, you do a TikTok dance between second and third base, kiss my ass, bro. Of course I'm going to throw at you. You want me to call Brian McCann? And, and you know what? Get the hell over it. Get the hell over it. Apologize to no one, then Sandy doesn't need to apologize to anybody either. In fact, he should apologize for you to you for not throwing at your head. Because it's okay. We have lost common decency and respect because unwritten rules suck. No, unwritten rules don't suck. Here's a rule that's not written anywhere. If you are my offspring, okay, and you do something wrong, there's no rule anywhere written that this will happen. But in my crib, you're going to get punished, and if you're not careful, I'm going to whoop your ass. Those are my rules. They're not written anywhere. And if you don't like it, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. Those are the rules. There are other professional sports where you need to conduct yourself with dignity. Look at tennis. You can't hum and haw at anything in tennis. You toss the ball the wrong way at a freaking at a judge and you get kicked out of a tournament. Yep. In the NFL, you might be trying to do your job and now realize that your helmet went in a little bit first. You're called for targeting. You're out of the game. But in baseball, we can act like a bunch of monos. We can act like a bunch of idiots. The dugout is where your asses are supposed to sit. 
If you're having a party and dancing in the foul line, in the foul area, you're a moron. Yeah. You're an idiot. You're a showboat, and you're calling attention to yourself. Like what Altuve did last year when he ran up the first baseline with whoever was the one he that was the He was doing it in game one and game two again. Wow. So then when you come up to the plate and you get plunked, don't get indignant, bro. Because you called the attention to yourself. Somebody didn't like what you did, and guess what the unwritten rule is? I'm going to have to leave the seams embedded in your back. The seams of the baseball embedded in your back. I know. 95 miles an hour. It'll leave them there for a week to 10 days. They'll welt up. Real nice if you hit them good in the small of the back. Well, Sandy got Acuna. Junior. They got him in the hip. may not be a scar for that one. But today, Acuna will feel it. It was a fastball. Hopefully, Acuna the next day goes 0 for 4 because of it. Listen, we're a grow. Oh, they play today, actually. They play every day, by the way. Grow up. Breaks. Grow up. Grow up. Look at him. Look at him with the towel and the puppy. The fence. Nobody gives a crap. Nobody gives a shit. Whoa. Nobody cares, bro. Pump bro. your fist. Bro. Nobody cares. No one. Bro. I agree. <laughs> professional is professional. I'm not going on break. I don't care right now. I'm on a roll. I told you, get ready. What break? But wait, there's more. I, the one thing I love about my persona on the air, as well as me as a person. And Anthony, who's here, is, is every first hour of the show along with the rest of the gang. He can, he can tell you firsthand that the one thing I try to do, he even tries to get me sometimes, and he knows that it's a failed experiment. You've tried too, Frank. I love the saying, what's good for the goose good is for good the for the gander. I am very, very objective when it comes to many, many things. I can watch a game between two teams that I don't care about or a team that I hate and a team that I don't care about, and I can be objective about what I'm watching even though I'm rooting for someone to lose, which means that when I'm rooting for someone to win, I can also be objective. But here's the best part of it. Objectivity, schmogdectivity. If something is wrong here, it's going to be wrong there. I don't care. You remember the other day Frida goes, oh, well, you know, what if it was your Yankees? How about the time where I was railing on the Astros and he told me that Garrett Cole was part of that? Right. What I tell him? I go, Garrett Cole's a pig. He pitches on my team. I don't have to accept it. But he's a cheater like the rest of them. You're not going to tell me him and Verlander didn't know what was going on with the Astros. They're a bunch of lying sacks of crap. To not say the itch-a word because it would be three in the first hour. Right? Hat trick. It would be the hat trick. Don't give me that shit. There it is. Here's oh, your hat trick. Oh, hat trick. Bro. I've used my oh, monthly allotment of oh. bad words. There. No, I'm pissed off. Because there's a whole bunch of hypocrisy in sports. LeBron's a stinking hypocrite. Yep. Uh-huh. So the whole point was drafted from the, from the, from the premise that the NBA allows all of this theatrics, all of these theatrics, all of this subjectivity, right? And they have every rule in the book written. There are no unwritten rules. As evident as when your team loses in game three, you can walk off the court 10 seconds before. Actually. But last night, you hung around for your interview. You hung around to pound your friends and your boys. Yeah! Apa, so you stuck around. 
And you, M- you flaming hypocrite. In the NBA, in the NBA rule book, section three, uh, sorry, rule number three, section one, rule C. In the event that a player leaves the playing court while the ball is in play, play will continue un- until the next stoppage of play, and the player will be replaced if he is if he's not returned. If he's not ready to return, no technical foul will be assessed, but the incident will be reviewed by the league office for a possible fine or suspension. Where's LeBron's fine or suspension? Nowhere. It's not going to happen. It's not even discussed. It's not going to happen. But if anybody else would have walked off the but court, you know where they would have been on his ass. there's your subjectivity. There's your subjectivity. There it is. If you have a uniform malfunction, they stop a game and make you go fix it, but LeBron can walk off the court 10 seconds left, and it's okay. Ah, he, they lost anyway, so it doesn't matter. What a bad example. So it's but but the thing is is shame on sports, shame on the NBA, all right, shame on Major League Baseball for not getting tougher on our Hispanic players. Our Hispanic players are embarrassing me. I'm sorry, Frank. I played that game for many years, and I played with Sazon. Y mira que yo hablaba mienda jugando. I used to talk, man. I can only imagine. Man, and I played second. And if you came to break up a double play, and I didn't get the right throw. Either your teammate was going to get the scare of his life, or when you went back to first, you were getting the scare of your life. Don't let, don't, you don't want to twice have the opportunity to slide into me. But uh, the second time, you were going to pay dearly. By the way, speaking of which, Acuna wanted smoke yesterday, apparently, because after he got plunked, when he went to go slide into second base, he slid and put his foot out. Nobody says anything about that. that. That's what I'm talking about when you see this stuff. This is nonsense. And it needs to be eliminated from the game because that theater is good for the cameras. The cameras like to catch that stuff. In my opinion, it shows a lot of unrest. That's chaos. That's not celebration. All right? Baseball is a game that has dignity. All right? So these fools running up and down the foul areas after their team scores a run in the fifth inning is not only unnecessary, it should be against the rules. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of... Acuna can be happy all he wants. Be happy in your clubhouse. Be happy in your dugout. Be happy on the steps of the dugout. But to come out to the coach's box and start doing that, it's absurd. It's an affront to someone like me who's been watching baseball since he was five years old. It's an affront to people who, since it's an old man's game and young people don't watch it, right, Frank? Well, then appease the people who are your audience. Your audience does not appreciate that. And if you think that's making your audience younger, it's not. Mario, do you like that stuff? Do you like all that dancing and all that crap? I don't know why I can't hear him. That's a Mario problem. Anthony, do you like all that stuff? Uh, Sometimes it's funny, but sometimes it's a little over the top. I mean, like guys like Manny Machado and Jose Batista, to go back a few years, there was a lot of dancing with them, and it was a li- it got a little bit annoying after a while, but... Sometimes it's a funny thing here and there, but when you're doing it after every single down the line, like, what are you doing? It's like, so it, it gets, bad. It's yeah. so bad where you guys didn't didn't want to appreciate my position on this. That Joey Bats hits a walk-off playoff home run and does a bat flip. And a team takes a year to exact revenge. And boy, do they exact revenge. The Texas Rangers do. Mm-hmm. They went out of their way to exact revenge. Was that good for the game? Was that fight good for the game? And by the way, between two Hispanic men, was that good for the game? Odor and Bats going to slugs? No, but it, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was an event of a chain reaction. 
because baseball allows this. Because it's it, it if, goes into the great area of unwritten rules. If Joey Bats doesn't do the bat toss, right? That doesn't happen. None of that stuff happens. None of that happens. So do you remember my dude? I don't like I, I don't like the the bat toss. I think the bat toss is bad for the game. You've heard me say that time and They time must again. have been really upset about it because it's not like it happened the next game. It happened like eight months later. So they must have been really upset about it because it happened the following season. And the, and the moment that Odor had the opportunity to get his on his, he took it. And that's exactly what happened. And you don't, we don't even know what Joey Bats was saying running the bases to Odor. I, I, but again, it all started with the bat toss. Chain reaction. It all starts with that. At some point, Tatis is going to get into a fight. And that's fine. It's cute in the beginning. Look, you know who started doing that last year? And then immediately when they start hitting bad, they don't do it anymore. Is the kid from Toronto. Vlad's kid. Oh, Guerrero, yeah. So this, is, this seems to be endemic with the Hispanic ballplayers. You and this Hispanic, maybe it's a regional thing. No, 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 no. I dare you to find me an Anglo-Saxon or African-American baseball player. That engages in those theatrics. You might find you might Bryce find Harper. the African American. No, 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 bro. I don't like Bryce. Oh, Bryce didn't, doesn't really didn't, that. Um, one year ago, he got he got plunked for a bat flip. He did two years before that incident. Well, it's just because the pitcher was salty, man. That's yeah. But look, it's a Hispanic thing because they're cultured around the game and the way that the fans are going to the game. You go to a park, even in Miami, you go to a park. Let's say the hammocks. It's very quiet. It's very mellow. It's it's very uh, Anglo Slaxon, I guess. If you go to Tamiami Park, it's very Hispanic. There's, it's very rowdy. It's very, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of cheering. There's, there's drums going off. It's the way they were cultured in the game, and that's the way that they grew up playing it. So that bleeds onto the field, and it's, it's something that they have in their blood. It's 100% a Hispanic thing because you don't see it in any other culture. It's a little generalization there. I really do think it's regional, and I, I hate, I hate hearing this because it's, Signaling out the Hispanic community. I am. I am. I am. I get criticized for doing this, Yendi. But I don't care. This is my platform and I'm going to do it. And it it lends to the person that I am that I continue to say over and over again, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't care who's doing this. To me, this crap is wrong. Just because I'm Hispanic, I'm not going to met them in a lengua and not say anything. Bro, whenever we go to Tampa and those tournaments, those travel tournaments, everybody hated us because we brought a different vibe to the park. There was a lot of there was a lot of noise. There was a lot of cheering, and they would look at us like, guys, like, it's not a big deal, you know. Like, but but that's the way we used to celebrate. That's the way we used to go through the game. We're talking about through innings, making noise, con corneta and cowbells and all sorts of things that you can just make noise just to rattle somebody. And they used to look at it like if it was bad sportsmanship. It wasn't bad sportsmanship. We were just so involved into the game that that's the way we used to express ourselves. Listen, one thing is you're playing Corey League as a 14 or as a 12 year old. You're going to a flag football tournament, and you're all weekend warriors, whatever it is. These guys make millions of dollars to play this game. They are professional athletes. And whether they like it or not, there's some aspect of perception that is involved that every one of them carry and a power to carry as far as that shield or that league is perceived. Every player in a league to me, has a responsibility to represent the league and then their team. How many athletes have played on 10 teams? So they represent the team until they're no longer part of that team. But they always play for one league. Mm -hmm. So you answer to that league. You follow the rules of that league. You act accordingly as the league would expect you to act. 
And then everything falls into its own place. What I don't understand, what I can't understand, is in those two sports why that happens. The NFL forever was called the no fun league because you couldn't celebrate in the end zone. Right. So now they've done this and they celebrate in the end zone. It's a team celebration. Mm -hmm. Players have had individual things that they've done, wide receivers particularly. Quarterbacks also draw attention to themselves. It's a violent sport. You dance after scoring a touchdown and I get a hit on you in the next quarter, I'm going to whack you because you danced. It, it's all ingrained in what the game is and there's no, no way of calling it out. It is what it is. There's a bravado because people are whacking each other. The pointing at boxing touchdowns doesn't necessarily help them either. It, that's terrible. Yeah. That's, about, that's the one that you could really like, oh, yeah, enough, Papa. It's a first down. You get 18 to 30 of these a game depending on good your offense is. Stop. But boxing is a violent sport. Nobody worries about that stuff unless you're Floyd Mayweather and you beat up women when you're outside the ring. Bro. Then you're just poco hombre, which is different. But understand my, my, my point of view on this is that this... <laughs> it's so simple to understand. Act like a pro. Act like a pro. Banging on garbage cans, cheating for a World Series ring. Is that acting like a pro? Is it? No. How about our guy? Does he usually say no? Bro. No. Oh, he, yeah, that no. No. So is it professional to jump over the railing on the, on the, in the dugout and come outside to where the coach's box is with a towel and swinging it around and fist pumping after somebody hit a two-run double? No. When have we ever seen that or deemed that to be acceptable? Never. Never. But it's okay. And we have to accept it. Oh, they play like that. That's the essence the Hispanic baseball player plays with. No, bro. That's the essence of un comimienta. That's what it is. Un aladoso. A guy that doesn't have a focus on what his professional responsibilities, goals, and values are. You celebrate at the end. Subtle fist bumps. And yes! That's a celebration amidst your journey. True champion celebrates at the end. The hell did you ever see Kobe celebrating in the middle of the journey? Job's not done. We've seen it. Not finished. Job's not done. Celebrate that. And then they used to make fun of Kobe about how he celebrated. Well, let him celebrate. He just won one of his five championships. A two-out, two-run double in the fifth inning doesn't require you to go through all those theatrics. So then two weeks from now, when the pitcher who gave up that single that you came dancing out, when he has to see you again in two weeks, in a weekend series, and he plunks you, that's why you got plunked. So don't get mad when you get plunked because it's your own doing. No, Listen, I'm not throwing at you just because. It puts a man on first. It creates a negative situation. It created a negative situation with the Marlins yesterday. As evident, he didn't do it on purpose. A man on first with no outs and Freddie Freeman coming up on deck. Actually, there was one out and it was an 0-1 count. It was one out, actually, I saw it. Okay. An 0-1 count, so he's ahead on the count. Why would he throw at him? He was caught on the plate. He wanted to get him off the plate. And he had already inside. hit a dong, exactly. And went inside. But he had a problem because he had already hit the dong, and then the Marlins have had issues with him before because I don't know if you remember, but there was a game that the very first pitch of the game, they went right at him. So he's had his issues with the Marlins. Oh, this has been going on for years between those two. been going on for years. 
but he took it a little overboard yesterday. And then the Marlins started jawing at him right from the from the dugout. Also. That's how you handle that. You go right up to him. That's what Sandy did. You go, right. ¿Qué te pasa, bro? ¿Qué vuelta? Mm-hmm. ¿Qué te pasa? What's going on? You and, got a problem, bro? And I think it was Miguel Rojas that grabbed him immediately and pushed him back. He was like, no, 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 Sandy, no. Because no. <laughs> Sandy was going to tell him, you got a problem, bro? And he was going to swing at him immediately. He didn't care. Unreal. So that's, that's my take. I, I could have come out here and railed on the NBA refs, and I did a little bit. But it's been, it's, 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 it goes to deaf ears. Yeah. The NBA fan has been trained to not pay attention to this. This has been going on for so many years. So what are you going to do? 3-1? Teams that are up 3-1 are like 32-1 and in the finals. So we know that the outcome is not if but when. It's Unless happened. there's a miracle. It's happened twice this playoff season, so why not? Yeah, could, but we'll see. And plus, I like the confidence that we're hearing from the Heat. Like, usually, like, you hear teams like, oh, we're going to go back to film. We're going to see what we have to fix. The Heat, are, or the Heat are saying, Bam said it, Jimmy said it. Like, listen. They won by six know, at the end of the game. We know that what we're doing is the right thing. All we have to do is just play a little better. Just play a little better. That's, that's it. All. Which is great because it shows. And, and Spolstra said it also after the game. He's like, yo, these guys are not out. These guys' confidence is not shook. Why don't the Heat send one of the guys from the end of the bench to meter un palo Anthony Davis or LeBron? You know, I you love know. the way they were hacking at LeBron yesterday. Yeah, but you got to yes. get, like, even UD. UD's got to go in there. UD tiene confianza. UD tiene confianza with LeBron. Y meterle un cate a LeBron, bro. Hay que meterle un cate on that bald head, bro. Thank you. Meterle un ñate. Hay que meterle un ñate. Yesterday that I loved it. And of course, because he's soft and he doesn't do anything about it, he gets up really fast and then he doesn't do anything. Ay, tremendo so, alarde. Bro, guys, never, you've never thrown a punch in your life, so stop. Don't, you don't spoiled. need to be that guy. Walter Payton was never that guy. Walter Payton will get licked and he'll get back up. Next carry, he'd run 12 yards on the first down. You make your statement with your play. It doesn't mean crap, bro. And he was frustrated because he was banging his hand against the ball. He was smashing the ball against the floor. And he has, was has there ever been, other than Barry Bonds, has there ever been a superstar in sports that's more vilified than LeBron James? Outside of Barry Bonds, think about it. LeBron's never really done anything legally wrong. He is, he's worked his ass off. He's won championships. He's one of the best players ever to play the game. LeVar. By far. No one's been, no one that good's been that vilified in their sport. Not in basketball, not in any sport, other than Barry Bonds. Would you agree with me on that? LeVar Ball. Well, but LeVar Ball is the dad of two balls that if you combine their, you know, who they are, they're, they're not LeBron's left ball. Sorry, I said it like that. I'm on fire today, but no, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about someone, young Andy, that is a great player. A great player. Great players are generally revered, not vilified. And I'm sorry. One thing is that you're a Laker fan that used to hate LeBron, and now he's on your team, and yay, LeBron. True LeBron fans, where are they? Like, who's really a LeBron fan? Watch. We've done it in our classes, Frank. We ask a bunch of kids that are two generations removed from me who never saw a game of, uh, of, of the one and only Michael Jordan. And you ask them who's greater, and like 85% will tell you Jordan. It's amazing. They don't look at him like that. Who has ever been that good at what they do in sports and that vilified? Well, uh, state Not even Tiger. 
StadiumTalk.com a couple years ago put out an article, the biggest villains in sports history, and I think LeBron tops this list, to be honest. Uh, LeVar Ball, Ric Flair, Conor McGregor, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, Floyd Mayweather, Neymar. So Ali shouldn't be in there. Neymar shouldn't be in there. Floyd no. absolutely should be there. Who else did yeah. you say? Uh, Ric Flair, but that's a wrestling thing. That's Flair's not... wrestling shouldn't be um, there. Uh, Colin McGregor. Definitely Colin should McGregor, be there. Yeah. Uh, LeVar Ball, but like we were saying, he didn't play. Whatever. LeVar Ball. Mr. Insignificant himself. <laughs> yes, I'm the donor to three kids that know how to play basketball. What does that make you? That makes you a donor. A-Rod was a big-time villain, though, but I don't think as big as LeBron. No one has especially, played the game as well they, as LeBron plays it and been more vilified than LeBron. Especially when Maybe A-Rod, A-Rod. to go to the Yankees. A-Rod might be the other guy. Barry, for sure, A-Rod might be the other guy because A-Rod used to get booed everywhere. Because A-Rod was loved in Texas. And then, uh, and uh, sorry, he was loved in Seattle. Loved in Texas. Loved in Texas, he was really loved. But then when he went to go to the Yankees, everybody looked at him like he was trying to take the easy way out. Imagine. Horrible. Go play for the Yankees. Imagine the thought of that. I found a list with J.R. Smith on there. J.R. Smith's an idiot. You have to be good to be to be part of this conversation. He's, he's whatever. Jerry Smith's on the bench. I saw. I'm seeing a. I'm seeing a list by the Bleacher Report that was also put out a couple years ago. And you're seeing players, players, players. Uh, all of a sudden, I get to number 16, and it says the Miami Heat. The whole team. I'm watching the same list. You should send that. You should send that to Nick Hamilton. <laughs> you should send that to Nick Hamilton. So he gotta go. Here's here's why we think there's a bias, bro. And it's national. Here it is. Look, there's no team on this list except mine. 15 is the New England Patriots. Are the Yankees in there? Probably. Pete Rose, number 14. <laughs> Barry Bonds, 13. Terrell Owens, 12. Donald Sterling, 11. This is crazy. John Rocker, 10. M- Marty McSorley, 9. I don't know who this is. That list is either filled with people that I love or hate. Continue. Uh, 7 is Albert Hainsworth. 6 is Latrell Sprewell. Hate him. 5 is Floyd Mayweather Jr. Hate him. Four, Bobby Petrino. Three, Tanya Harding. Two, Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb was an ass. One, Don King. Was he? I've heard about Don Ty King's Cobb. a murderer, and Ty Cobb. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, Allegedly, wow, or like, whoa, whoa. like, he's been like he did time. Like, he did time for his role in a murder. Look it up. I don't have to say uh-huh. allegedly for that one. No, that's why I was He's an ex con because of that. He was a hood, that guy. Are you kidding me? Don King? Oh my God, that's some achievement. Achievement. That's <laughs> old news. Guys, a squad. I didn't know. Yeah, that. Look, in 1954, King shot a man in the back after spotting him trying to rob one of his gambling houses. There you go. In 67, oh, but he King was. In 67, King was convicted of voluntary manslaughter for stomping do, one of his employees to death. Do you know what I did oh, forget? Stomping. Do you know what I did forget? I've interviewed him. Him? Twice, oh, actually. I've interviewed Don King. Now that I think about it, I'd forgotten. I've interviewed twice. I've interviewed, and I met him once. Doing something at the Herald for uh, for a boxing event. He was there. I interviewed O.J. Simpson. <sighs> You're proud of that? <laughs> well, if we're swapping stories or we're comparing yeah. murderers who we interview. That's true. Murderers. That was a good one. He used to hang out with his daughter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. That yeah wasn't very good. Yeah. That yeah left me like, I don't know if I want to know anymore. We can just leave it there. I am. I'm, trust me. <laughs> I'm not in the well, mood to make national news on this face. one. I am not in the mood. In other news, <laughs> O.J. Simpson's daughter. <laughs> no, 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 not in the mood. He did donate money for a bake sale for Miami Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. Think about it, Frank. 
My, my, my theory is perfect. And yeah, I'm going to pull out the, it's not a race card. I'm going to pull out the ethnicity card. Hey, that was a cute elbow that LeBron threw on Hero when he was driving to the basket. Yep. They didn't call that one either. That's incredible how those things go by. That's great. I'm watching this. and I No, but the cuter thing is when Jimmy went down the hole against, I think it was um, um, Caldwell Pope, he went flying. and No, it was, it, was, it was Elmer Fudd. He went flying, and then they called to follow him. Yeah. Alex Caruso. Yeah, you. I figured I knew who Elmer Fudd was. He looks like Elmer Fudd in Space Jam. That's all, folks, right? Like that. Right? Uh, but that's Porky Pig, actually. Whatever. I don't like it, and I know I wasn't wrong, and I don't forget those things when you guys rail me. So now all of a sudden you have a schism. All of a sudden tomorrow or today when they play, you can't throw inside to Acuna now. Oh, no. So what happens? The guy has an advantage in the plate. But the Fomon Alade. Relax, bro. I would throw it inside to him every single Relax, time. Relax, bro. I would too. Every would single too. pitch. I, I don't care if you walk him. I'd throw inside every single But pitch. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I would be hated as a manager because you know what I would do, right? I'd be just straight up. Like, I'd start somebody else. He's the leadoff guy, right? Yeah. I'd start somebody else. And then put They've expanded the rosters anyway. And then put, uh, put in whoever you were no, intentionally no, no, putting no, no, in. No, 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 no. I'm going to put that one person. Acuna's a leadoff hitter. Everybody in the big leagues throws 98 miles an hour. First pitch, I throw it inside. First pitch. You have 15 pitchers. You're not going to use 15 pitchers in the game. Start with them. Throw yeah, but you have to think about there's no rest days. So uh, managers are in a situation this year that they have to figure out how they're going to properly use their bullpen. That's why it was so important yesterday. If the Marlins would have made some sort of a rally in the eighth or even in the ninth, you put Atlanta in a position to put in a new pitcher, and it's kind of messing with your rotation for the rest of uh, the days. That's if the series goes five. You think you think they get suspended if they throw inside to him? I don't think he gets suspended. So I put a pitcher in, and that guy, the first pitch, he's going to throw it inside. And the Atlanta manager was yesterday. Even uh, if I, even if that's the one pitcher, he th- one hitter he throws. To and then the second hitter comes up, and I pull him and I put the original starting pitcher that was going to be in. That's it. I send the message to Acuna. And Atlanta was mad yesterday because they gave both uh, they gave both uh, dugouts warnings, and he didn't agree with them giving him a warning because at the end of the day, he's kind of just get letting him uh, get a cheap shot at his player. They wanted Sandy you talking Cox. about the first base coach of the Atlanta Braves. No, what I believe it? it was the manager, wasn't it? No, look, it was a, well, maybe it was the manager. It was manager. I thought maybe it was the first base coach. It was the manager bitching and moaning. He was bitching and moaning because both of them got um, got warnings. That's how it works, bro. Warning. That's how that rule works. I heard DVH It's a division rival. It. All these playoff series are division rivals. These play these teams have history, especially the Marlins and the Braves. They, these teams have never liked each other. It doesn't matter who's on the roster. Especially this group of Braves and Marlins. They're, they're not fans of each other at all. This is not the first time this has happened. So, I did an hour without stopping. I know. I was going to tell you that during the break. Because I had a lot to say. Apparently. And I'm in a bitter mood. I'm bitter Bob. That's what they used to say back in the 80s. Stay positive. Oh, man. It's just... Sometimes sports is like, I want to watch Good Morning America. I don't want to watch this stuff, man. I get pissed off at sports. Some of the things that I just, it, it's, it's, I don't get it. The worst part about the whole LeBron look at that. drive. Look, look at this. The, the LeBron drive, he sticks out his elbow, and they have it on the top a ten top plays. eight. That's a top play. Like, how possible? Really? This is why I can't. I can't deal with it. And let me tell you something. The, I haven't wanted to say this, but I'll just go ahead and say it. The ratings, the NBA Finals, are the worst in decades. Something happened. And and I don't, this is not, I'm not taking one side or the other. I am reporting something that's a fact, okay? 
Taking a side in a social matter has cost the NBA multi-millions of dollars. Tens of millions of dollars. I, it has cost them a boatload of $100 bills. I had a buddy come over yesterday, and he's not a sports fan. And every time he's come over, like, I have the NBA on because it was the push with the bubble and the BLM is written on the court and all that stuff. The first thing out of his mouth yesterday when he saw the baseball game was, when he saw the baseball game on was, is baseball pushing the Black Lives Matter movement. They stopped, no? They didn't have anything. The they had a first day, first couple of days, I had some friends get pissed off at it. Because they respected it. They, they kind of just like, like the, uh, whatever the word is. But Dude, I'm good with every social movement. The Marlins had a banner on their ballpark. That's all they had. It's not like they were pushing it the way the NBA is doing it. I, didn't, I don't agree with still having the names on the back of the jerseys. You've made your point. Now it's the finals. It's time yeah, to get No, serious. but the thing is, Frank, and just you have to also be careful because if you have that opinion, it, it labels you. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm already feared what I'm saying. I'm already saying it kind of shaky as it is because I don't want to. But be there's no, there's no labeling. I, I, I enjoy your right to expression and a lot of things. But when the, when the stage is grandest, you, you know, as a league, you got to also look at what you're doing, and it is what it is. You chose right. that route, and that's fine. I'm watching. You haven't lost me. I'm watching. But you're down 45 percent. It's not a little bit. It's down a lot, bro. It's not a little bit, it's down. It's nearly half of the viewership lost. And no other sport has experienced that. So we need to start coming I don't together. know whether it's the social issues. I don't know if it's the referees and the subjectivity. Because let me tell you, sports fans do get tired of the NBA. Before any of this, you heard a boatload of sports fans say, oh, I'm tired of the NBA, bro. It just seems like everything's staged. It feels that way. It does feel that way. I was about to say that. So... I'm fine. Whatever comes about from this series, you know, I'm good with it. Um, I know I'll never root a day again for LeBron. Basketball is the easiest sport out of all of them to manipulate. LeBron, from the beginning of the year, he's been a train wreck. What he did in China was an embarrassment to himself and to our country. There, I just said it. Thank you. Every time he seems to open his mouth, and the one thing that I gave him applause for is the school, right? But every time he opens his mouth, he sticks his foot in it. All right, and I'm not taking sides. I'm just simply saying that I think LeBron doesn't doesn't need to say a lot because he seems to get himself in a mess every time he does. And if he means well or he means well for his persona, I couldn't tell you. But a lot of the stuff he does seems contrived, and a lot of the things that he does seems like he's doing it for another reason. You're a hypocrite, bro. When you go to an you go to an event to talk about, you know some of the things that are going on in our inner cities, and I believe it's an event hosted by the NAACP, and you show up in a Maserati. Don't come to me with this crap. At least take an Uber there or something. Like, you know, wear a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. I, I'm, it's not social warfare, but you just come off really hypocritical when you do the things you do, LeBron. I, it's not because you're beating my team, but you're kind of unlikable, bro. You really are. And I gave it every chance. I even turned my... my my view on him, and I tried to be the apologist for him, and I'm done. Like, I ignored what he did in China because I have a job to do on the I'm not, am I going to badmouth the guy? Probably not. But I have absolutely no respect for LeBron James anymore. I've lost all respect for him from the way he comports himself on the court to the way he comports himself off the court. All right? It's plain and simple. Uh, I know he doesn't want any distractions, but address the fact that your son was smoking marijuana on social media. Say something. Because that's embarrassing. 
Yep. And that happened on your watch to your kid. My kid's not smoking weed on social media. Yours is. Oh, it's, it's no become way. the joke I of social media. It's a joke of social media. It's the joke of social media. No way. And the joke is, oh, when he gets out of the bubble, he's going to whoop Ron. No, he's not, because it's probably something that he's seen and it's acceptable. Because you don't know what happened in private. He may have told him, wait till I get home, you're in trouble. That's fine. But the whole country saw it. Yep. At least address it. Oh, no, you don't want any distractions. Okay, I got it. I understand who you are, bro. I got, I got exactly who you are, LeBron James. I figured, I figured you out already, bro. And you're already late in your career, so there's no other stop after L.A. But I know who you are. I'm done defending you. You couldn't even defend your own country in a mess. And then at, at, at the crux of it all, when you guys were trying to do something good in reference to making a statement, you took it for yourself. You walked into a room like if you were King Kong and you owned the place. Rookies looked at you and snarled just like Tyler Hero snarled. Like, who the hell does this guy think he is? You're over the top. You know, your, your efforts are contrived. You're insincere. You're not likable, bro. Man, Jordan did everything in his power to not be likable and he was loved and revered. You've done everything in your power to be loved and you're not likable, bro. You're not liked. This isn't a Miami thing anymore. You're just not liked. Your talent is why you get accepted when you go to these teams. Yeah, LA, they accept you because they, you're LeBron James and you can play the game. And they won championships. But when it was 10 years ago, nobody, nobody liked you in LA. I promise you. You were hated. You're not a likable person, bro. So if anything else, and you know this, LeBron, worry about you, worry about what you do, and stop doing the things that you do. It could change the parameters of how people look at you. Me? I'm done. I won't even call him the greatest talent anymore. I won't. I will not give him that privilege from my mouth. I won't. I've lost all respect for LeBron James. Not because he's beating my team. Because he's destroying the NBA. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Serious XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Serious XM 145 Slam Radio. Ah. Hot for teacher, Van Halen. I had to play that today here on Good Morning Amigo. Slam Radio Series XM 145. In case you didn't hear yesterday, uh, the music world lost, the rock and roll world lost the legend. Uh, Eddie Van Halen has left the building. He was 65. Man, 2020 sucks. It sucks. Wow. Van Halen, man. That brings back great memories. What's that? That was my phone. I just posted something on Instagram. So, you know, I like to put music in my post. Yeah, I, I've noticed your posts come with music all the time. Music is what makes the soul. Yeah, Jump's one of my all time favorite songs. I love that song. Um, wow, pretty sad stuff. You know what? This generation doesn't really know about Eddie Van Halen. I know because my daughter, who I consider to be pretty good at the music stuff, was floored when she found out yesterday. Um, many of you know who Michael Jackson is. Is that correct? 
Who's that? Well, I, I don't understand why I have cameras off, though. That's what I don't get. So hopefully I can get them off so I can we see who I'm talking one, to. One, two, three, one, two, three. There we go. Cameras have to four. be on regardless of what you're doing. I know you might be recording, but that recording takes 45 seconds. This camera's been off for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Anyway, those of you who know who Michael Jackson is, remember that he did a song called Beat It. And there's a guitar riff in that song. Were you aware that that's Eddie Van Halen? I was not aware of that. You didn't know I it was, was Eddie? No, I didn't even know. You've never that. seen a concert with Eddie come out on stage and Michael Jack. You've never I, I've seen footage of that. Idania, you're a music guru, so are you, Eileen. Did you guys know that he played the guitar riff on that Beat It song for Michael Jackson? I thought Eileen was gonna answer. Um, yeah. You knew. I think he's very dude, he's just any song that he's on, you can tell that it's him. Yeah, it's very. That's a good point. You know it's him. You know, it's very it's identifiable him. to be him on the guitar. So you knew he was the guitarist and beat it. Eileen, you did too. Did you, Eileen? I don't know if Eileen can hear you. Yeah, I don't think she can hear you. She might have your headphones off. But anyway, um, you know, she's ben on the chat. She's answering on chat, guys. No, she's answering something else on chat. I think something with the assignment. Uh, Eddie Van Halen was also um, featured in Back to the Future Part 1. I don't know if you remember, but when Marty goes to go visit his dad to try to get his head back in shape, he dresses up in the yellow co in the yellow nuclear costume that he has, and then he actually plays Van Halen on the headphones. I, um, it does remind me of being in high school, Van Halen does. A lot of kids wear the Van Halen concert shirts, and that does, that does you know... It was our science club anthem. Mm -hmm. Was it really? By the yeah, way, we I, would... I gave a statistic earlier that was incorrect about 37-1 and one when teams are up 3-1. That's the Lakers. That's record. the Lakers. When they're up 3-1. Um, that's interesting. Didn't the King, Kings beat them down 3-1? I don't think so. Someone I, I came back from 3-1 to beat them. Oh, it was the Suns. It was the Suns. Oh, it was the Suns. And back in 06, it was the Suns. Useless stat. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a useless stat. It was a first round out, too, so it's pointless. Um, so, yeah, Eddie Van Halen passes away at the age of 65. We always say towards the end of the year that this year was terrible. So many people died. Oh, no, but this year. We, man, we do the same thing every No, no, but it's not about people, like, dying. That's not about losing people that we know because we always get that. Remember a couple years ago we had lost Billy Idol and we lost like a couple of people after that like and it was consecutively. It's one of those years that like it seemed like every other death was like a legendary rock star. Um, and what year was that? There was a year that was just epically morbid for deaths. It was a couple years ago, maybe two years ago, but it I'm going to look it just up. When Robin Williams passed away. That was, that was like, like five years strong. ago. No, no, but there was a year and I think Frank's right. It might have been 17 or 18. Might have been 18. Where it just seemed like you woke up every morning and somebody else had died. It was just nuts. This year hasn't been like that, but there's been some epic deaths. Ruth Ginsburg. Uh, well, Chadwick Boseman. It wasn't Billy Idol, so my bad. I just killed Billy Idol. I think it was... Uh, I was going to say, Billy Idol's still Bowie. alive. I believe it was David Bowie. David Bowie. That was the year. It was the year the Prince died. and then Like a bunch of people me. died one after the other. It might be 16. 2016. Might be it 16. It was Michael Jackson, then Prince. No, no Michael no, didn't die in 16. This is 2016. 2016. Remember, Michael dies in 09. Prince died in 16. Oh, I thought Michael died later. No, no. Michael died back in 09. Look. You have a great... 
memory for dates, bro, because that's ridiculous that you remember that. But what, yeah. that, that Michael that died Michael in 09? Yeah, he died yeah, in 09. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Excuse me, I took a sip of my water. Um, well, that's good. Well, you like that I'm drinking more water these days. That's good. At least I made you happy something with my diet. I didn't get to grill the burger yesterday, Frank. That's oh, what happened. That I is what happened. I did not get to grill the burger. It yesterday. is your fault. So in 2000... Well, hold on. We agreed there was no grilling. That was just a lunch preference. I did everything right yesterday. We just lost. <laughs> you grilled during lunch? I, well, I had grilled during lunch before game three. I didn't grill during lunch this time. I was tired. Plus, okay. I got home at a certain time, and I decided I'd make myself a sandwich, and I ate some sweet potatoes, and that was the way to go. So yeah. is it the good luck that when you grill, we win? Yeah, but not in the finals. Remember, I was 0-2 grilling. Okay. We had lost the first two games. I'd done these big grill, big grill master things, and we lost. Game three, I ordered pollo tropical, and we won. So maybe that's what it is. I didn't so order pollo. So maybe we have to order pollo tropical. Maybe we got to order pollo on Friday. Maybe that's what we got to do. Figure something out. Go ahead. So going back, to, going back to that year of celebrity deaths in 2016, so it was David Bowie, um, Glenn Frey, as I keep going, Nancy Reagan. These are just a few of them. There's a huge list. Um that was a Muhammad, prince. By the way, Glenn, Glenn Fry. You know who Glenn Fry is. Yeah, from the Heat Is On. Yeah, heat heat is is on. That's why on. I mentioned his name. Right, exactly. Uh, prince, uh, Muhammad Wilder. Ali. Uh, Gene, Muhammad Ali, Gene Wilder. Um, Princess Leia. Gary, Gary Shanling. Carrie Fisher, Alan Thicke. Carrie Fisher's mom. Carrie Fisher's mom, right. George Michael. George Michael also. All that, that year was like All morbid. Right. That year was morbid. You know what I think it was? I'm gonna say this. No, don't, don't. I know what you're gonna say. Don't, don't go there. Do not Election year. go they, there. They, they, they knew no. it was coming. <laughs> no, it, it, I stopped you right there as your friend. Dear <laughs> Lord, <laughs> dear Lord, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Something wicked this way come. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I didn't quite say it, but you know what I meant, right? Like, I know exactly what you meant. Uh, let me get the hell out of here before it gets worse. There's going to be what in 2020? Nah, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> what's the what's the sign we use now? We leave it. <laughs> Y'all, we leave it right now. <laughs> you don't think that, 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 that would be a form of divine intervention? Wouldn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought, hold on, I thought you were going more towards Michael Basta. Jordan's comeback number. Basta. Abort mission. I thought you were going more towards Michael Jordan's comeback number. Abort. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going oh, okay. towards. <laughs> that in the world. <laughs> well, the, but, but, but hold on. If you're an old fart and, and, you can, and you look at what's going on, right, and you're even an older fart now, you're like, well, maybe I could get my, my, my papers and get the hell out of, out of here. <laughs> I know that it you have to have a million dollars to move to the Caribbean. As a Caribbean citizen, you have to have like a good amount of money or a plan to make money in a Caribbean island Whoa. if you want to expat. I was thinking Canada personally. I thought, <laughs> Canada's pretty cool. You know? Six. It's too cold there. Ah, I'm used to cold. I Love want a shack in the Caribbean so I could teach yoga and make pan con bistes and sell them. And with this back, as I get older, like I, wherever I move, whatever country I move to, they, they need to have some sort of medicinal marijuana or something. Because as an old man, I, I am not going to live with these back pains. <laughs> it's true. I'm not going to live with these back. I can't. This is, I'm not going to survive this. Like, for that, then I'll be like, yo, can I get my papers? Y'all, we leave it right now. <laughs>
You could do yoga in my yoga shop. Yeah, yoga. You even said I can't do yoga with my 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 discs herniated and whatnot. Oh man. So if you have time. Listen, Percocet's terrible for you. It is. I don't well, drink. Don't tell me you take that. No, man. Are you kidding me? Okay. Listen good. to me, Yendi. Frank is my witness. If you see me pull out and take two Tylenol, you know something is definitely wrong. Facts. Oh, so you have a high threshold for pain then. I've been told the trainer here. Do you remember when the trainer here got me on the table before COVID hit? I was suffering through some things and she did some cupping. You know what the cupping is? Which, by the way, oh my God, That's the what? Best. That was that like three weeks of relief I had. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying for her to get back in the building and then be allowed to be able to be cupped again because that was just phenomenal. The cupping um, and acupuncture, great combo. So the, she told me about the acupuncture. I haven't gotten to that, but the cupping. I guess there's a part of it that when you do it, you you know, it hurts. So she warns me and says, "All right, listen, this, this I is." I remember that you were actually really bad when she did the cupping. Yes, I. You know what, Nixar? You were in the room. You were in the room. That's incredible. You were in the room that day, Nasar. I wouldn't have remembered yeah, that. I, I, I remember, that. I remember, yeah, I remember that. You were in the room. It was room. because of the car accident, right? Yes. So I, he, she does a cupping. She goes, listen, this part hurts a great deal. I just want to let you know ahead of time. I said, okay. And she did it. And I asked her, when is it going to start hurting? And she looked at me. She goes, no. She goes, your threshold for pain is immense because I already did it. Most people are screaming. I'm like, no, that didn't hurt <laughs> like i do have a big threshold for pain but i don't enjoy I'm, here's I'm why if i'm lectures. gonna take advil or i'm gonna take something i want it to work so if i use it and become immune to it or it lessens its effectivity then it sucks so i don't take a percocet but there could come a time where i might need one well if i'm taking percocets here and there and everywhere the percocet might not have the same yeah, effect. No, I use in general, it's not good. But in but general, how, how none of that's good. I use Percocet as a very, very randy example because, like I said, I don't even touch Tylenol. Good. Like, I don't, like, recently with the migraine situation that I had, obviously I went to something to avoid the migraines. It can't even function. Right. But once, like, I don't even like taking medication. Frank, remember when I got the hypertension and I got the high blood pressure? Yes. I took the medicine for four days, Andy. The moment I read that it made you gain weight, I was like, oh, no, I'll start meditating. I'll do something else, but I'm not doing this. And when I went back to a follow-up visit, my, my numbers were down. He goes, what did you do? I said, oh, I took the medicine. Mentira. I threw the medicine out. Mm -hmm. I took it for three days when I read that it made you fat. I'm like, nope, sorry. Some, sometimes the cure is worse than the disease. Of course. I was like, no, man, I'll figure out another way. I'm not, back to oh, everybody got I'll mad at me. Everybody got mad at me. Like, well, but your your blood pressure. Go relax. I know my body. What's the worst that can happen? You have a heart attack and die. I'm not gonna have a heart attack and die. Relax. Back to cupping. How how dark were those spots? You know, the darker the spots. Oh, I had them. I had them for about twelve days. It was almost two weeks. Wow. Yeah, but that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. They they started fading about a weekend, so there were still remnants of it. But for a good week, I had them strongly there, and that since that worked, I would do that every day. That's the most relief I've had from the pain since the accident over a year ago. That's how good that stuff was. So yeah, I don't I don't delve in that too much. But if I'm gonna move to a country, man, I don't see myself leaving America. I, I, I would love high. to go to Canada though. Canada's a good place. Canada's beautiful. Have you ever been to Canada? No. Toronto's gorgeous. Remember what part of I don't have a passport. Oh Remember? that's right. Sorry we've had this conversation. Yeah, I don't have one of those. Toronto's beautiful. It's a lot of America I gotta visit. Just saying. Just saying. 
you know, there were, there were four Major League Baseball games. We talked about them, right? Did we talk about them? No. Yeah, we did. We talked about the Astros winning. No, we didn't. Nope. We talked about that before the show. Yeah, we did. Just saying. You went on your Acuna Jr. rant. Yeah, because I don't like him. Yeah, I don't either. That's the other thing. Is am I am I wrong in saying that guys like that misrepresent Hispanics? Yes. <laughs> I think any generalization is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's but. why I said yes. <laughs> yeah, but hold on a second. Now you have some real ignorant people in this country that come to yes. their, that come to their own preconceived perceptions and notions based on whatever they feel like. And if you have Hispanic baseball players prancing around and dancing around like a bunch of fools in a game that's never seen that before, what do you think they're going to blame it on? Hey, I'm not disagreeing with you. I do believe in protocols and I do believe in professionalism. I'm just saying it's about the people, not the heritage. (laughs) Because I know very, very fino baseball players that were raised in the Caribbean and Latin America, and they know how to comportarse. It's not all of them, but the ones that do it are almost unanimously... Caribbean Hispanics. I hate to tell you that. I hate to tell you that, but it's true. It is. It it, it bugs me to have to make that comment because nobody wants to make the comment. And I can remember getting lambasted here because I made this comment a while back. And I was like, I was being an old man because I didn't want people celebrating. And let's have fun and enjoy baseball. And there's an element of that that I can enjoy. But is it fair for you to say that you don't like that because, like, you you like the the drums and stuff like that in the stands whenever they have the the World Series, the the, the, the baseball the World Samba Series. Drum. Hold on, hold like, on, hold on. It goes hand the in World hand. Baseball Classic. That right. Lot different. Lot different. So you're okay. That's with the them World Cup. There Macho, that's that. the World Cup. That's you're representing a country, not a baseball team. That's, that's how they grew up playing baseball. That's what I said earlier on. You get the sta- you get the party in the stands. Hey. That blends into over to the field, and then that's how those players grew up playing that game. I'll put it to you this way: There's guys who learn how to play basketball in the country that invented basketball. They learn how to play basketball the American way, which is the country that invented basketball. Again, I'm going to tell you. Okay, and they go and they travel abroad to a lesser league than the one that's in this country. And they have to acclimate to different international basketball rules, including all of that nonsense is not allowed in international basketball. Your ass gets teed up immediately. They don't put up with that garbage. So it's okay for you to go play in a lesser league and acclimate to the rules. But now when you're coming to the biggest league and to the grandest stage, you don't have to acclimate to the rules? Bullcrap. Bullcrap. I'm going to call horse manure on that one. If you can acclimate stepping, taking a step down, you better acclimate taking five steps up. That is the grandest of stage. Grandest of stages. Do me a favor. you got to act accordingly. It's a little different. Football players are football players, and then they go visit the White House after winning the Super Bowl. They can't act like football players in a locker room. There are rules to everything. You want to be above the rules, you want to bend the rules, or you want to shake the foundation and the parameters and the bumpers, whatever phrase I like to use for this stuff. No, bro. 
And the one who goes from the United States to go play in Egypt or go play in Turkey, he's not making a lot of money. He's not making a lot of money. Ah, but Acuna's making millions, bro. He's making millions. I get severely criticized for making it about the money. But you're damn right I'm going to make it about the money. But that's all it's about. No. Here's the problem is that the only loophole to that statement exists with sports fans and in sports in this society. We do not hold our athletes accountable the same way we hold you, we hold them, we hold people who work in the workplace who have more important jobs than hitting a baseball, slam dunking a basketball, or kicking a football. And that's why every once in a while I'll slip a bad word, and I don't mean anything by it, but it pisses me off because I deal with the real world. I deal with the real life world where some of these students have things that go on in their lives. And we are... Frank, myself, we are the people that cheer them up. We are the people that give them promise for later. I'm not trying to put a hero badge on me or on Frank, okay? But give me a freaking break. If I can be professional, so can a baseball player who outwages me, all right, and has a much grander stage than mine. I'm actually going to get a little cocky right now, if you don't mind. There's two videos of me being represented like the biggest G in Mafia Land. One is my interview with Karen Hunter in January at Sirius. I'm in a suit. I look like a million freaking bucks. And she presented me like I was Moses who walked on water because of what I do with our students. You know that I don't like the applause as Lady Gaga would say. I give it to them. I give them all the reverence. I have fun doing what I do, but at the end of the day, come on, man. Some of you know who you are, and I'm pointing at my students right now, who have needed a helping hand, who've needed a shoulder to cry on, who've needed an ear to listen to them. That's not in the scope of responsibilities for LeBron James or Ronald Acuna. They get to be superstars. They get to live a charm life. They get to drive real fancy cars. And they get to live in a world that's a panacea. And if you don't know what a panacea is, look it up. It's a utopia that doesn't exist. It is the la-la land in your mind that makes you believe that the world is not as tough as it is. And while sports is an escape to that, and I want them to enjoy themselves, you've got to do it with some dignity. You've got to do it with some class. And I'm sorry. Whether you like it or not, I don't care what Charles Barkley said in the 90s. You are a role model. You are looked upon because it is that grand stage that gets you that grand paycheck, which is why it's about that grand money, baby. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. Sorry. Because I'm furious today. They don't know how to act. They don't know how to act. Bro. A bunch of idiots con una monería y una estupidez. Enjoy. Did we ever see the five-time champion Yankee team with Jeter and with these guys? Did they ever do any nonsense like that? No. No. Forget about that I'm a Yankee fan. They didn't do it. Did the Spurs do it? No. 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 
Have a little damn dignity. And by the way, if they're watching me, and I apologize for the bad word, but I'm a little upset. If they're watching me, and they lean on me, just because they don't talk to you, Acuna, just because they don't send you a text or an email, LeBron James, doesn't mean that they don't look to you for the similar things they look to me for. And you are burying your head in the sand if you think otherwise, athletes. This is a very, very important time in the history of this country. And the way you behave will, will mark generations to come, whether you like it or not. And if you don't want to be a role model, then you particularly need to shut up, play the game, and do your job. You're the one that can say nothing. Come on. Because it's so coincidental that when they have something they need to say, then the platform is there. When they have something they need to push, whether it's a sponsorship that makes them millions or an initiative that's important to them, then they use that platform. That's the platform. But then when it's for what they get paid for, that's different. The platform doesn't matter. They can do whatever they want. They can act a fool. No, bro. You come on my radio station, you do a radio show on my station, and you're welcoming this family. When you start messing up, you got a problem, and I'm either going to pull you or you're going to get in trouble. Whether you're a student, you're going to get in trouble. If you're one of our outside shows, those people walk a straight line. Who was it one of them said? I, I sent a text to one of them the other day, and they sent Frank a text. I get worried when Larry sends me a text. I feel like the principal has called me to his office. Yeah, buddy. You know why? Because I'm the head brother in charge here. And what I say goes here. But you guys, NBA, you guys, MLB, you letting... The inmates run the asylum, guys. You're letting the inmates run the asylum. Yeah, buddy. I get progressive. I get. I understand everything. Well, it's a different generation. I got it. But dignity in class is something that crosses all generations. It existed 500 years ago. It existed 1,000 years ago. It existed 200 years ago. It existed 20 minutes ago. It always exists. And a society devoid of that is a society that's devoid of understanding their own history. A society that's devoid of understanding right from wrong. If nothing else, set some example to it. You're the same guy, Acuna, that if your child gets bullied in school, you're going to go to school and bitch and moan and storm, my child's getting, my child's getting bullied. Wouldn't we all as parents? We would defend against something like that. I'm not saying what you do, Acuna, is bullying. I'm just saying that it's so funny when the plight is on you, how you guys react, right? But then you don't want, you, you, you want to completely shun the idea that your theatrics and your stuff actually has an impact on people who are watching. Now, one could argue that the NBA, a lot less people are watching these days. Whistle, please. But they're watching, and there's sponsors who spend millions of dollars, and there's teams who spend millions of dollars to pay you, and that's how come your wife wears beautiful shoes, has her nails done every week, and has a beautiful car to drive, and your mom and your dad, they have a wonderful house, and you live the life of Riley. You live, sir, a panacea. Yeah, buddy. You live in a world that it's okay to pay 
Danny Green more money than the entire WNBA. Awkward. Danny Green makes more money than the entire WNBA payroll. And it's funny because the ladies from the WNBA, they know how to act. When do you see the WNBA have a fight? Hmm? They're a little snarky because they feel like they're, you know, being underappreciated. And I'd be snarky too. I'd be snarky too. When have you seen that? When have you seen them act less than ladies? Isn't that funny? They make a lot less than you guys. Maybe they should be the example of what it's right, what it's like to be a true athlete, to be a true dignified athlete with class. Because it's funny, the moment you speak out, you're not liked. I remember John McEnroe, and that's not color or ethnic, ethnic endemic. Because John McEnroe was as white as they came. And nobody liked the fact that all he did was bitch and moan at the refs. Serena's getting all kinds of crap. People think she's too aggressive. That's a game where if you throw the ball at a judge and you hit him, like, who was it the other day? Djokovic did this and got, he got thrown out of the tournament. And he didn't even do it on purpose. He just, he hey. unlooked and he threw it, but he's not supposed to throw it. It hurt because I think it hit him in the throat or in the, in the, in the nether face. region. Or, I don't know what it was. The lady and hit her in the face. In the face. Yep. Busted in the face. What in the world is going on with people? So you're damn right I'm going to hold them accountable. Ladies who play tennis, ladies who play golf, ladies who play basketball, all know how to comport themselves. Ladies who play softball. When do you ever see a fight? When do you ever see them act less than dignified? Interesting, huh? But the men get all the spoils, and they don't even know how to act. They don't even know how to behave. They don't even know how to be an example to others. Forget about younger kids. To others. To other people. We live a life where we want to do good and show that we do good so that others can follow. But our athletes, they're exempt from this. They can be assholes. It's okay. They can be jerks. It's perfectly fine. Our kids aren't paying attention. Sad day in sports for me yesterday. Not so much because my team's lost, but I had a lot of realizations yesterday. My team may lose the NBA Finals. I'm very proud of the Miami Heat because I think the Miami Heat exemplify the opposite of this. And they're one of the few sports teams, not because they're my favorite team, that exemplifies this type of class on a daily basis. There are other teams in sports that do this. On a daily basis, just the classiest group of individuals. They lose, they lose. It is what it is. But when I see these superstars, you... And by the way, this isn't just about LeBron. You've heard me bitch and moan. I, I moaned about Damon Lillard. Right? You remember when I got mad at Damon Lillard? Yeah, I remember. Because it was all showboating and it was, he wasn't acting. He wasn't acting like he had been there before. It was pretty ridiculous, actually. I don't like any of that. She saw Walter yesterday asked me, oh, you can't say that because I'm sure you love the Hurricanes. I go, yeah. When I was young and immature and I thought that was funny, I enjoyed it for a couple of years. And then I realized it's not so funny. Loved it in 87 and then 88 when they lost the Canes, it wasn't so funny. 
So you don't like the touchdown chain or, or the touchdown ring? You know damn well that I don't like any of that stuff. I'm going to buy you one. You know that I don't like any of that stuff. You, you have to know that I don't like any. I cringe when they do it. Act with some dignity. You don't need the showboat when something good happens. And I'm not on that stage like they are. But God bless Karen Hunter. And then, by the way, God bless Good Morning America for making me look like a G. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you the other one. You never mentioned it. No, Good Morning America made me look like, I mean, come on. In my life will I ever look like that again. Like, they made me look no. like a professor. Are you kidding me? Like, there's no way. You could try a hundred times and not make me look that good. Oh, they took your glasses off. They put makeup They on. did. They did. They put makeup. They did the whole nine yards. But it's not how you look. It's who you are. I think that's what makes you the G that you are. You're a G, dude. Uh, G. I just, I think that if I can do what I do, and it's not G, it's, it's just being a person, then why can't we hold our athletes accountable to the same standards? And it should come from our youth. Like, our kids should be telling them, not encouraging them to do this, telling you look like an ass. Well, the whole LeBron thing walking off the court didn't necessarily sit, settle too well with the youth because I saw a lot of people pretty much talking how bad he looked as a human being, as a, as a, as, as, um, somebody that plays sports, somebody who's supposed to be a role model walking off the court the way it did. All year, I had said, as long as it's not against the Heat, I hope the Lakers win the title. Remember? Yeah. I said it almost as a disclaimer because I never thought the Heat would make it, but no. they did. So obviously I'm not rooting for them. I regret every last second of saying that about the Lakers. Because the Lakers are a team that are what I call a heritage team in their sport. There's only a handful of these heritage teams in each sport. They're the ones that I feel carry a responsibility more so than an expansion team, more so than a team that doesn't win championships. You're the Los Angeles Lakers. There's a, there's a, a responsibility because of how many fans follow your team to a certain type of behavior. I understand in the competitive moment, a guy like LeBron's going to bitch and moan about calls, and that's fine. But you have to remember what it looks like because cameras are on you. And it looks really bad when you do that or you walk off a court when your team loses, but then you stick around for interviews, pounding your chest and screaming at the top of your lungs when you win. It's, it's a bad look. It's a bad it's look. Tasteless. It's tasteless. If I did that stuff here in school, the kids would say, what's wrong with me, Aaron? It's tasteless. Wow, man. We have people who in their workplaces have to act a certain way. I, I had an issue with someone in this workplace last year. And I had to, for five months, work around this person. Like if nothing was going on. Eventually the problem got resolved. And I, and I was being furiously attacked. Unjustly criticized. And to a certain degree... I, I could make a statement for, for harassment from this person. And I dealt with it. You, you, the workplace is never perfect. But when you're an athlete, the workplace is your court. It's your baseball field. It's your football gridiron. It's your hockey rink. Holy Toledo. It's your freaking playground. It's your playground for crying out loud. 
it upsets me. It's and what you're gonna see is, is you're gonna see a lot of guys my age, you see a lot of people my age who are like that stuff just turns me off. I know so many people my age that look at what LeBron does and what he says and how he acts and says, I got no part of it. I know Laker fans who don't like him. Can't stand him. He's on the team. They root for their team. It is what it is. But they don't like what he represents from what he did in China to everything else. Did you guys know? I know I ruined the schedule here again. I know I, I went through break. I blew through it. But I'm on a roll today. This is your show today. You do whatever you got to do. Do you realize that when the Keep Black Lives going. Matter movement went down in the bubble and teams walked off and they did their whatever they did, despite the fact that I would have fined all those teams and said the NBA embraced it. That's just me because it's business. Okay. Conducting business. Okay, so we have to conduct business. At some point in time, we were going to start school at a certain time, and then someone came and said, well, if business isn't conducted, then money's not going to be given, and we came to school a little earlier. Business. It lives in every walk of life. And especially when you say business, that means Luca, that means money. It lives in sports. In fact, more in sports than just about anything else. It's business, bro. When you walked out, you cost a lot of people a lot of money. I get it. You're making a statement. Good. Let everybody make the statement. However, when you're LeBron James and you walk into a room and you think you command the attention of everybody, we're not playing, let's go, and you have a bunch of rookies in the league, that means 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds, kids who are wet behind the ears, they don't know any better, but also have no hair on their tongue, and they'll say what they got to say. They go, the hell's wrong with this guy? And the reports from the bubble came that people were looking at LeBron like, what's wrong with him? He's, he, why is he doing all this? This isn't his problem. This is our problem. We're taking this on. He's insincere. His efforts are contrived. Why would I raise a child and tell him, look, that's how I want you to be? Never. Oh, well, we shouldn't depend on our athletes to be role models. Too freaking late. Too late. You give them endorsement deals, you put them on TV, you make it the centerpiece of our entertainment in the United States. You can't help it. You're going to tell me that Messi's not a role model in his neck of the woods? That Neymar and Ronaldo aren't role models in their neck of the woods? Give me a break. I don't care what Charles Barkley said. Charles Barkley can stick it in his nose. He's still in front of a camera making money. That's hypocrisy. Yes, Chuck, you're a hypocrite when you said that. Because funny enough, you said it in a commercial that they paid you to do. You're not a role model, but you're cashing the checks. Bro. They are a bunch of hypocrites. They are unlikable. I cannot relate to them. We are not in the same world. We live different lives. So why in the world do I watch this and get upset? I'm not going to get upset if the referees are slanting towards LA like it seemed like they were doing last night. Who cares? Who cares? If my team loses, they lose. Rah, rah, I rooted for them. That's fantastic. But all the other stuff, come on. Once upon a time, it was Michael Jordan. Once upon a time, it was Wayne Gretzky. Once upon a time, it was Magic Johnson. Once upon a time, it was Willie Mays. Once upon a time, I can name all the stars in all the sports over and over again. It was them. We haven't had one like LeBron, but I'm going to tell you why. Because other than Barry Bonds, not one superstar that good has been that vilified, and there's a reason. There's a real good reason why. Why is that? Because
Because people see with their eyes. People perceive and they understand. And while we live in a world where we're taught to stay quiet sometimes and keep certain things to ourselves, it's impossible to stay quiet about the things that LeBron James says and does. Because we're watching a circus marvel. We're watching a human being that can actually talk out of both sides of his mouth. It's amazing. I don't know how you can do that. He could possibly be the career leader in hypocrisy in sports. He's a walking example of this. He wanted to go home, but is home Los Angeles or is home Cleveland? So then he wanted to go home and stay home. No, he couldn't stay home. So why'd you go back to Cleveland? I don't knock your decisions in your life. I don't knock your hundreds of millions of dollars or how you raise your kids. You do you, bro, because I'm going to do me. But it's funny. You guys don't want to be role models. And I can't help but be a role model to these kids. So what do they think they are? I'm more of a role model than LeBron James? No. LeBron and all of these athletes need to get over it and realize that there's an extra couple of cameras on them. And they're all under the age of 18. And they move the needle and influence how this country conducts its business. I'm sorry, Frank. That's why I'm against these Hispanic players dancing around after a two-run double in the fifth inning. That's why I, I, every foul call coming with a complaint pisses me off. This is, not, this is not the sports I was raised watching. I never saw Mike Schmidt get mad but once. Mike Schmidt played third base for the Philadelphia Phillies in the 70s and the 80s. You know when I saw him get mad once? When he got into a fist fight with somebody. That's the only time I ever saw an emotion on Mike Schmidt's mustache face. Other than that, he went to work, played third base, and was the best in his position during his time, period. Did his job. Hit 35, 40 homers a year. Did his job. What happened to those athletes? I got to do my job. I got to drop a mixtape. I got to talk crap. I got to do this. No, man. And, and, and people get mad when you say, hey, shut up and bounce the ball. No, I don't mean it that way. You're allowed to have all the opinions in the world because I have them. We all have them. But I'm just saying, if you're doing what you get paid to do, right? I get paid to come here, teach, and do a radio show. I love to grill. Am I going to bring my barbecue and grill at work? No. Because I'm at work. When it's time to play, then I play. When you're at work, bro, the eyes of the world are on you, LeBron James. And how you behave will dictate how people in future generations behave. Whether you like it or not, whether it's right or not, because it shouldn't be. We should be following different leads than a guy like LeBron James. With all due respect. But that's the society we live in. One that gives a lot of power to its sports and to its entertainment. A couple of weeks ago, my thing was, was Cardi B. I will never play a Cardi B song on this station unless it's somewhere in a mix that I can't control. I refuse to play her music. I don't care for songs number one on Billboard. Good for her. She's a terrible example. She goes on Instagram. She curses up a storm. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't make any sense. I love that Candace Jones put her in her place. Right in her place. Sent her her book and said, learn a little before you talk. The problem is they're used to having that platform and they think that all of a sudden they become nuclear physicists, political science majors. They think they can do everything because they have a platform. If I don't know what I'm talking about, just because I have a platform doesn't mean I'm going to talk about it. And maybe that's why the students react, because when I don't know something about their generation, I go, Idani, explain this to me, because I don't get it. Nicholas Parker, explain this to me, because I don't understand. And, and what's funny is today, because they usually chime in, they're, they're a little quiet, they're a little taken aback. But 
If I asked all of them, who is your role model? You have one person that's your role model. I want to hear who you guys got to tell me. Nick, who's your, who's your role model? One person. You can only pick one person. I can't hear um, I didn't really have a role model, but like my role model used to be Dwayne Wade. So he's an athlete. Yeah. Idania, who's your role model? By the way, there's no wrong answer to this. I'm just trying to make a point. If I had to choose one, yep. uh, you. That's very sweet. It shouldn't be me, but that is very sweet. Santiago. Mom. Mom, right? Mom usually yep. wins that battle a lot. Alicia. can't hear her. Eileen, can I hear you maybe? Hello, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Who's your, who's your, um, who's your role model? I'm curious. My mom. Mom gets that a lot. Mom wins that battle a lot. Nasar, how about you, Pablo? Me father. The papa, dad. Alicia, back to you. I think you're working now. It's bad if I don't see my mom, but it was like Oprah Winfrey. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. But notice it's someone in the public eye. This is the point I'm making. With me, like I'll be very candid with you. With, with me, from the public eye was one person, which was Tom Seaver. Um, from, a, from a family point, it was my godfather. My godfather is, is my hero. He's my, my role model. Diana, do you, you have a role model? Couple of you having these microphone issues. Diana? How about you, Angel? Who? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you well. Uh, I'd have to say my great grandparents. That's excellent. And then from there, mm -hmm, yeah. And then from there, I'd have to say my grandparents and then my parents, at least between family wise and then would be more like the public eye, I would have to say uh, Muhammad Ali, because I can understand the he went through some train, stuff. but... Yeah. yeah. He went through some stuff, and some yeah. of it was his choosing, and there's people who have mixed reviews. By the way, joining us, he's just listening, he's not going to come on the air, but joining us because he, he loves what we do up here at Slam Radio is our principal, Ray Bretto. So he's been listening to our conversation, watching you guys on Zoom through our big screen, and uh, that's why I want to get you guys incorporated a little bit, just to... Uh, to get him to see what we do on a daily basis here, some of the topics. He got us on a good day. Today's really topic heavy. I'm not, I'm not in a goofy mood and we're not giggling today. Today I'm a little upset. I'm upset at athletes, whether they're in baseball, whether they're in basketball, and the way that they behave in general. Say hello to Mr. Bretto there. Look at that, guys. There you go. He's eagerly awaiting you guys back here. I know that for sure. Um, it's, it's annoying. There's a lack. There's a lack of, of, in the last 10 years, being taught that. Um, I remember going to school and there was a strict school dress code. There was strict rules and consequences. There's none of that anymore. Alex, who's your role model? Alexandra. Um, it's my mom. <laughs> See, that's always a good one. Like, that, that one tends to work well. My mom's very hardworking, was very hardworking. Uh, she's definitely in my top three. My godfather, just because of the way he conducted his life, he lets things roll off his shoulders. Uh, he, I'm very high strung. He's not. So that's why I've always looked at him to try to be the way he is, you know? Um, but it, it, it's alarming to hear that a lot of you go to people who, you, who are in your small circle, or Idania. Thank you for the compliment, Idania. 
Your A is in the mail, I promise. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. I appreciate I hope the so. whistle. But there's some. Uh, Nick said who? Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Alicia said Oprah Winfrey. If I take another class, there's three or four kids are going to say people who are in the public eye. So why? If you're in that eye, that's your, that, listen, that's your hustle. Say whatever you want, that's your hustle. My hustle is I teach, I do radio, I run a radio station. We all have a hustle. Yandy has her hustle. We all, we all do what we've got to do. But if that's what you do and you earn so well from doing it, how hard is it to just... I'm not asking you to be vanilla. You're allowed to have every opinion in the book you want. But it's just when you're on that public stage, do what Joe DiMaggio said. They used to ask Joe DiMaggio, Joe, why do you play so hard every day? He goes, I don't know if someone's seeing me for the first time. And I need to make a good impression. First impressions of the... Whatever happened to that notion, to that pride where we wanted to make a good first impression... We don't have that anymore. These players don't care what impression they're making. And this idiot Acuna Jr., listen, I played baseball. Mr. Prado played baseball. I've been plunked many a times. I've managed a team where I've given the sign where you plunk the hitter. It's part of the game. If Ronald Acuna, millionaire at 24 years old, Ronald Acuna, superstar baseball player, Ronald Acuna doesn't get it. He gets whacked by a pitcher who doesn't like him. He knows he's had beef with him. You're in the playoffs. Go to first. Even Braves fans were saying, hey, we get it, but, you know, can you, can you calm down a little bit? Can you just go to first and, like, you know? No, it's too like, – he went through this theatric. Bro, you're on the stage. They're watching you. You're acting like an idiot. Every time something goes wrong, you guys can't just cry and pout and moan and stomp your feet on the ground like LeBron. I don't think that's fair. Does that work in life? doesn't matter to them. They, they, they raise their kids a certain way, but they forget that that public eye comes with a responsibility. One that we have chosen, thanks to people like Charles Barkley, to forget, to, to ignore. It's not important. I'll tell you what's important. Important to stay positive. Important to stay focused. It's important to stay real. One day, some of you are going to experience a great deal of success in life. Something's going to happen that's going to elevate your stature as a person. Idani will be a lawyer. Isn't that your goal, Mama? You want to be a lawyer? Yes? Yes. So the day you become yeah. an attorney, that status is elevated. Don't forget who you were in 10th grade. Don't forget who you were senior year at SLAM. Don't forget the journey that got you there. Because it'll humble you and it'll keep you real. My journey here? Meow <sighs> lad. Journey, that was a bumpy, unpaved road with a lot of letdowns. And now I love it. Look what I'm doing. And I'm enjoying myself. And I enjoy making a difference with our students. And enjoy running a national radio station. So I'm going to make sure I don't do anything to mess that up. Right? Facts. But if you're a millionaire baseball player, you can get away with whatever you want. Because, well, Ronald thinks to himself, well, nobody can play as good as me. They're infallible. They, they are devoid of any sort of responsibility. Jose Altuve can run up and down the foul area after his player gets a two-run single in the seventh inning. Hey, it's stupid. <laughs> I think I spoke my mind enough, don't you? On the other side, we'll get our students to speak their minds. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey! 
Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back. All right, I got, I'm going to change a question for our students. But before we do that, you know, I hadn't bothered because I, I didn't want to get into it. But since this isn't the topic today, I went and I started looking up the ratings for different sports. Remember I brought up, I don't mean to make anything political here, guys. But I, I, I did take a little umbrage towards the fact that the NBA particularly really went the social route. Uh, and this is business. And we can tell you, tell me whatever you want. I, everybody's right to have a voice and everybody's right to speak up and have an opinion. I am all for it. This is what we do here at Slam Radio. So there's never an issue with that. But I also worked in sales for many years. And I know that business is business is business is business. Well, business is bad in the NBA. The ratings, game one, 7.4 million viewers. Game two, 6.1 million viewers. Game three, 5.9 million viewers. Let me put it in perspective. Last year, Warriors played the Raptors. Was not a well-watched final at all. Averaged over 15 million viewers a game. The NBA finals are down by more than half. By more than half. The NFL's only suffered a very slight ratings dip. Same holds true for Major League Baseball. But basketball has taken a beating in the bubble. And nobody wants to watch it. Game two and game three are the two lowest. Get a load of this. Are the two lowest, all-time lows in viewership in NBA Finals history since they've been tracking this. No two Finals game were less watched than game two and game three. We haven't heard about last night. There's a reason for that, guys. In a world thirsting for something to be entertained with after months of being locked up in a pandemic quarantine, you would think the viewership would go up by 45%, not down. What does that tell you? That that quiet, that silent majority that's speaking through this, I'm just saying what they're saying. I'm just speaking up what they're feeling and what they're thinking. I can't tell you how many friends, I've never talked about it. So you're watching that crap again? I don't watch basketball anymore. I thought it was a bit of an extreme view, but then again, I realized it's my job to do it. I have to talk about it. And as we get towards the end of it, whether it's I'm bitter because my team's down 3-1 or because of what I'm seeing, and it's a lot more about what I'm seeing. My team loses, my team loses at the end of the day. Play next year. We'll see what happens next year. Who cares? But what I'm seeing is what is upsetting me. The season started, there was no pandemic, but there was a problem in China. And I remember how LeBron behaved in that one. There's a reason, and it's not pandemic. There's a reason why those numbers are where they are. Before I let you guys go, I asked you a question about who your role model was. A lot of you said mom or dad. Mr. Bretto was listening. Mr. Bretto says, you got to ask that question exempting mom or dad. Okay? It's got to be, we know mom and dad are important in your life. Outside of those two, who's your role model? So Yana already said me. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let her change her mind because I, I got a vote there. That's good. Right? So, so for you, I mean, Nick said who he said. Alicia said who she said. But a lot of you said mom or dad. Is there someone outside of mom or dad that plays that role? There should be someone. Angel? 
Uh, I mean, again, I did say uh, last segment, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, you uh, didn't name, I'm sorry, I picked the wrong person. You did mention a few people that were not mom or dad. Santi said mom, yeah. though, right? And I know your mom is a gem. I know that for sure. First hand, actually. But if it's not her, who is it? Um, honestly, it'll be there. you or Frank. You guys are looking for those A's, aren't you? No, it's not really that. I mean... I'm not in charge of grades, I... just letting y'all know. <laughs> That's it's a very sweet thing to say, Santi. You know, you know that we care. Like, I love getting that. I don't want... I'm not looking for that answer. I'm really trying to figure out how many people are going to say LeBron James. No one. No, 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 no. No one. No one. It's funny, though, because yesterday ESPN came out with a little kooky of an idea. They had a, uh, they had the children of ESPN employees do NBA analysis, or as a couple of the children called it, NBA Allisons. So they asked about who your role model is or whatever. Nobody said LeBron. They asked who the goat was. Nobody said LeBron. And it was really funny because these are these are children. Like the, I think the oldest child that spoke was maybe eleven or twelve years old. It's interesting to me. Let me see who else gave me that answer. Alexandra, you gave me a mom or dad answer. I think you said mom. Yeah, I did. Um, but to be honest, no one, like, I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, but that means mom's done a good job then. That means mom has a real total hold on that. Yeah, my mom and my dad, both of them. Your dad's a good guy, man. Bad. I love your dad. Your dad's a great guy. <laughs> man, I, you know what it is, raising a teenage girl? You're going to learn about that soon, Frank. That ain't easy, bro. That you become there's like a brotherhood of fathers of teenage girls. Like you guys understand the deal. <laughs> and I met Alexandra's dad. I started working here. I felt his pain. <laughs> it's not easy, bro. It's not easy. He's a wonderful guy. Please tell him I say hello. Uh Nazar, how about you? I will, thank you. Digame. If it's not mom or dad, who is it? <laughs> Nazar, you're so funny. Digame. It's me. <laughs> Who is uh who's that role model for you? I mean, it's my dad, but I but, can say he's like both mom and dad. But if it's not mom and dad, we're not gonna use mom and dad in this one. We're gonna use someone outside Ooh. of mom and dad. Who is it? Lionel Messi. I'm just gonna say Lionel Messi. Funny how I use that as an example, Orida. Right. There you go. But it's not only that because like I can actually feel a connection with him because like if you know he went through some things like when he was young mm -hmm. like I'm doing so yes. like you know like for a certain for some way I feel that connection so I feel like that's my role model for me because like even though he went through tough times like um he got over it he's like and now he's one of the best soccer players in the world. Messi Messi doesn't know that Nasar feels like that about him. Nasar's that's popular. exactly the reason. Yeah, I know Nasar's really popular with the ding 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 there. Um. Messi doesn't know that Nasar feels like that about him. You know how many Nasars there are in the world that feel like that about Messi? That's exactly why my point is that these athletes need to act differently. They need to act better. But, and I hate the excuse that they gave us. Like, nobody paid me to be a role model. Yeah, but by you taking That's that Barkley's position, fault. That, but I've heard Barkley say that. That's Barkley's fault. And he said that a long time ago. I don't know if he in said that. In a commercial. He said it in a, a commercial. A long time ago he said it. And he said it on Levitard's show, too, whenever he's gotten interviewed by Levitard back in the day. That, oh, the athletes aren't paid to be role models. Yeah, but if you're being put in the center of stage, like there's a stage pretty much built around you where there's full of cameras and full of lights and everyone's looking at you, you better damn believe that you're considered a role model to some of these individuals. 
I feel like I went on a tirade. I hope I got through to our students with it a little bit. I pray that I did. I just don't want them to marvel over people on a television screen that don't deserve marveling. A lot of money doesn't make you a great person. I know an athlete that deserves to be marveled over, and he can be used as a role model because as much as I hate him and as little of a brain that he has, Tim Tebow's a hell of a guy. Tim Tebow's, how many times have you heard me speak wonderfully of Tim Tebow? And that's the perfect example of my epiphany as a sports fan and as a human being. Played for the team that I loathe. And I think the world of him. When I got an opportunity to meet him, I made an idiot of myself letting him know that I thought the world of him. Just because. God-fearing man. He's got a 9.975 for a wife. Played football and baseball. He's great looking. He's lefty. Remember, lefties are... are Destined for greatness. I don't know if you've heard that before. We're afraid Addison's actually going to be a lefty. Don't be afraid. She's destined for greatness. Ah, my wife's freaking out. She's it like, doesn't. It, the world's not meant for a lefty. Yeah, it's harder for them. I don't think so. They say lefties are smarter. Lefties are smarter, and lefties, all many, many, many great people in this world. I'm a lefty, Mister. You're, I know you're a lefty, Alexander. That's why I expect great things from you. <laughs> lefties are lefties smarter. Are My sister brings it up all the time. Yeah, dude, lefties are incredible. That's like a known... Look it up. I'm I've not even it. kidding with you. No, forget about her. If you're worried that Addison is, don't be worried. She's that's like, a good we need, thing. We need to try try to make her more no, dominant on the right. that's horrible for their brain. Absolutely not. Let it hap- Let it take its natural course. Please don't let that happen. No, it's, it's horrible. I'm going to replay this for her. It's horrible for you. And you don't have to replay it. Go on Google and look it up. It's terrible. Cubans used to do that. Because they, they said the same thing. That's a very Cuban thing. No, man. Absolutely not. And I think Dominicans used to do that, too. Dominicans. And I'm half Dominican, half Cuban. Oh, my God. You're right. The Dominicans also. They would tie your hand behind your back. Like, you don't know. Crazy stuff. <sighs> All right. Let's run to a break because I got to let these kids go to another class. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. What was the name of this song? What's the name of this song again? Uh, it's Smooth by uh, Santana. By Santana, right? Is it okay to not like that song? Um, it's, you it's have a 50 whatever 50. you want, so yeah, I guess. I like 50% of it because it's Carlos Santana. Not a fan of Rob Thomas and Matchbox 20. Yeah, like I love Santana. Don't love Rob Thomas. Don't love Matchbox. Don't, nothing. No, like I like Santana. Right. That's and the only that's... thing that's good on that track. This life is good enough for me. Uh, no, I can't deal with that. Te lo regalo. Wrapped up in a bow. I got a new set of kids. I'm not going to go through the same diatribe I went through before. But I am evidently in a bad mood about this. Uh, evidently. Evidently. 
Rob yeah. Thomas seems very angry when he sings. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like uh, he tries to do this rock and roll persona thing, and it just doesn't work. Santana, always, on the other hand, doesn't even have to do anything. Just pluck the guitar. I've always thought it sounds like he has a frog stuck in his throat. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so I was uh, one of my former students reached out to me yesterday, and just uh, the former students do such a good job of staying in touch, right? And then there's one of them who, for some reason, God bless Indira Rios. She was with the program three years, very quiet, very almost mouse-like, right? Um, she, wa she likes watching, I can't even believe I'm going to have this conversation on the air. She likes watching Barbie movies. Okay. So I didn't know Barbie movies existed, personally. I've never heard of a Barbie movie before. Does anyone know of a Barbie movie? Have any of you ever it's seen a Barbie movie? It's on Netflix. I know all of them. I know the 12 Dancing Princesses. That's one of the ones I was told to watch. Yes, I was asked to watch it. So there's, a young lady, there's a young lady who spent three years in my class... Obviously, did not like sports. A very good student. She did what you, what she asked. You know, what you asked of her. Um, so I felt it'd be kind of cool since she does a good job of staying in touch. Right, some of my former students do that. Um, she says the Barbie movies are elite. I thought they'd be a tough watch if you ask me. Right. Um, but the 12 Dancing Princesses are the first ones. That's the first one she pointed out. So I'm going to have to watch this because I actually promised her I'd watch it. Frank, have you ever seen Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses? He's telling me no. He's never seen it. Addy would love that. Addison will So I was thinking of making up. it like a field trip. Like I watch it with him and Addison and, well, I think I can do it like But I... Like, I felt like maybe I made a promise I couldn't keep. Because anybody who knows me... Oh, gosh. Anybody who knows me knows. That's not my kind of movie. It's just not. I used to show that movie when I used to teach preschool ballet. They loved it. And then I would play the song from the soundtrack for free da freeze dance at the end of the class. That's just weird. So I'm going to watch it. That's, the fact that you're saying you're going to watch it's weird. Why? I'll do anything for my students. Well, for your students. Well, yeah, well, yeah. So what's funny is, what the heck happened here? thought I sent that. I guess I didn't. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, if I owe them that, they put up with all that stuff. Right? So is this out in theaters or is it on Netflix? Um, I guess you can see it on Netflix. Oh, because I'm thinking you're about to go to a movie theater, pay for a ticket to see a Barbie movie. No, 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 no. I'm just going to, you know. I'm going to do what this I do. generation is the Barbie generation. Gosh, but I didn't know there were Barbie movies. Did you? 
Yes, and in all fairness, remember, I used to teach preschool, so I had to be on the up and up with all these programs and cartoons and stuff. Okay, yeah, I didn't know there was such a... Barbie movies are good. Better than Barney movies. Yeah. I mean, I, Ryan, I'm, trying, I'm trying to convince myself that this is going to be a good watch, and I can't. But I'm going to have to do it. It's my, you know, a promise is a promise, so I, I will watch it. And in the same way we talk about good movies around here, I promise you that I will talk about The Twelve Dancing Princesses. The soundtrack is really pretty on that one. I'm sure it is. Frank, if you play it for Addison, she's going to start dancing with her little feet, and that way we get her ready. So when she's ready for ballet, we put her right in there. She'll be my elite, be part of my elite group. So that sounds good to me. It sounds like it sounds like a plan. Sounds definitely sounds like a plan. It's a joyful thing. I've taught ballet for so long. I have students now that are like 16, 17 that still remember when I used to teach them ballet. Yeah, no, I'm not a ballet guy myself, but that's fine. I mean, if, if you think that's going to work, then that's great. I, I, I'm i going to watch it because whatever. She put up with me for two years, three years as my student. And honestly, in three years, she never asked me for a thing. So just because she asked, I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. I will give you the hour and whatever. I think it's an hour and 20 minutes or an hour and 30 minutes. I don't know how long it is. It's not incredibly long. Would you watch a movie like that, guys? Yeah. And when you're done with that movie, watch Barbie's Go to Dream School. Go to Dream School? Ooh, I like the title yes. of that. She, she suggested another one, too. It wasn't that one. She suggested, uh, what's the name of this darn movie? Barbie as the Island Princess. Never heard of any of these, but okay. I'm all in. I'm all or in. Or you could just watch the show. Well, I, I'm the, this, this, well, um, <laughs> this should be interesting. I've gotten into some shows on, on Netflix, including, uh, it's Creek, to not say the other word. I'm already on season three with that one. I, I enjoy doing that. You be binge watching, man. You're flying through these things. I am binge watching. I am binge watching. Do you know the story of Barbie and how she started? Not really. Okay, she started as a paper doll. Uh, this uh, A mom was taking care of her daughter, and she said that her daughter was, was putting together a paper doll that was popular back then in 1959, 58. And uh, she put together what plastics and mechanics and Barbie was created by Ruth Handler. She was an inventor and uh, she co-founded Mattel, which is the huge 50 plus year toy company founded by, co-founded by a woman. And the legacy of Barbie inspires groundbreaking careers. So Barbie's not just a doll. Barbie is an inspiration, especially during the sixties when she first came out where, you know, women were still struggling for the equality, which we still are, but Barbie's cool. Barbie's one of those dolls every little girl should have. She started as a registered nurse in 1961, and in 2016 they brought out Barbie for president. So, so um, Frank, I know you were busy doing a couple of things, but I'm I've promised Indira. Remember Indira, little old Indira, 
Yes. A little, a little timid and tepid yes, and dear. Quiet and dear, yes. A little quiet and dear never asked us for anything. Some crazy reason she asked her followers to watch this Barbie movie. So I tried to make fun of her about the Barbie movie. She found a way to convince me to watch this flick. So I said, fine, I'll just watch it with Frank and with Addison. No? I don't know about that. Come on now, bro. We'll sit down. We'll order some subs. And an hour and a half, we'll do Barbie and the 12 whatever it is that she told me to watch. You're feeding me? I'm going to have to in order to get you to do this. You're going to have to in order for me to do this. And then Addison will enjoy it very much. She'll have no idea what's going on. All right, so maybe Addison won't enjoy it. So if I'm, as long as I'm feeding you, you'll watch this with me. As long as you feed me, I'm down to do many things. Many things. Maybe this is a grilling thing. Maybe we grill. We make an IG event okay, out of this. We have to watch feel it. manly about watching. Yeah, because I don't. I can't believe I agreed to, to watch this. Excuse the grill. There you go. Makaya said it. Uh, yeah, always an excuse to grill. Somehow, some way, right? <laughs> yeah, but don't grill the Barbies. No, no, no. <laughs> just, uh, just. But, but if you think about it, right? The grill is a barbecue grill, which is a Barbie, right? So when you put I shrimp on a barbecue, it's shrimp on the Barbie, right? Really, they say shrimp on the Barbie. On the Barbie. So, I like to play on words. You see, got you there. <laughs> We should plan this out, make an event out of this. This should be really... I should get some really nice comments about this, me watching a Barbie movie. We're supposed no, to I want Anthony to videotape this as you're watching. I need a camera static on your facial expressions. You will cry. And what's this Barbie movie about? I don't about like the history of Barbie or like matter? the story of Barbie? I had no, to, it's I had a story to agree of to this. Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses. I had to oh, agree no. to this. Can you believe this? I had to agree to this. She's never asked for anything, Frank. She's she's a good girl. That's, that's a very, very random nice. request of her to like ask you to watch that. Well, had I not made the smart ass comment, she probably would have never asked me to watch it. Like it wouldn't have just gone, Milian, can you do me a favor and watch this movie? No. She put can someone watch a Barbie movie? And I go, Oh god, a theatrical masterpiece, I'm sure. And she went on a diatribe about how it relaxes her, reminds her of good times, and makes her nostalgic. And that I should watch it too. I'm like, come on, really? You've never seen it? No, I've never. You should watch. Yeah. The, you what, you should watch it. it. And before I knew it, I was caught up in a smoke storm, and I said, okay. I said, fine, I'll watch it. So I found out it was created. This movie was created in 2006, and it was direct to video computer animated film. So they created this whole film on computer. Uh, it was directed by Greg Richardson and based loosely on the Brothers Grimm fairy tale of the 12 princesses, the 12 dancing princesses. So this is the ninth entry in the Barbie film series. All right, quick break. Back on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. <sighs> Song reminds me of being in the military. We've done, this all right? We've done this exercise before. This song reminds me of Rock Band. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good morning, amigo, here on Slam Radio. Coming up next on Slam Radio. Today's Wednesday. It means uh, we have a replay of Lauren. Lauren's in Turkey. So Lauren wasn't able to give us a show this week. So we're going to have a replay of her show. Lauren's living the life in Turkey, my friend. Man, she looks good. Did you see her picture the I other did. night? I did. I mean, I would never tell her that. I probably would tell her that. <laughs> I don't care. But damn, Lauren, you're looking like a snack girl. What's damn. Oh, you? damn. You took a dare. All right. Oh, whatever. She looks beautiful, man. <laughs> Yeah, she looks great. Wow. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but my God, the other night she got dressed up in Turkey. I don't know where she was going. But I was like, man, I get warm in here. Woo-wee. <laughs> she's a trip, man. So you catch a replay of her show uh, today. Won't be a, uh, a fresh new show. Like I said, she's in Turkey. Doing what you do in Turkey. I don't know what you do in Turkey. Eat turkey? I don't know. Who's on after Lauren? Um, it's going to be a replay of the youth. That's right, because the youth is on replay this week as well as we reset our schedules. It looks like the youth will be starting Monday at 2 o'clock. And that'll be their given time for probably the next eight months. So it looks like it'll be a 2 p.m. start for the youth starting next week. Hmm. Fun, fun, fun. Fun times. Fun times. Great times. Great times. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay watching baseball today without like popping another blood vein in your head. Listen, notice I haven't brought up the fact that the Astros won. Okay, <laughs> do they even play today? Listen, there's no breaks. Every series, no breaks. They go straight. They through. don't take a day off. There's no days off. That's all part of this whole bubble thing. So it's a different strategy. That's why I told you earlier. It's a different strategy for coaches with how they're going to manage their bullpen. It's a totally different aspect than when we're normally used to because we have the travel days uh, that they use for days off and things like that. But there's no days off. They're going five straight. If the series goes five games, they play five straight days. Hey, did our young Padwans tr- turn in their work today? Did they do their work like good boys and girls? No, they're working on it. Couldn't yeah. give you a comfort. I know they took a little longer than normal. I have a few minutes still. I extended the time for them to finish. It's not that hard. So I hope they're ready to have a conversation before class end. <laughs> Boy, did I get pissed at the NBA today, huh? Ooh, sure did. Athletes in general at some point. It really wasn't. It started through a bunch of stuff, but. You know, a few weeks ago when people started with it, I didn't get it. I wasn't understanding. I was like, just watch the game. It's not political, man. I don't, it's not political. But he is, he's so unlikable, man. He's so unlikable. Just sitting back and smiling right now because everything that I've told people over the years about this guy is all starting to come up to light. All of it. I'm just sitting back and smiling and just taking it in. It's not even, like, it's not entertaining. It's not fun. Bro, look, like, the NBA just put out a reel on the gram, right? And it was the clutch shot from Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis hits the shot. Doesn't necessarily react. There's LeBron. Ah! 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 I'm like, bro, relax, man. Come on. You're lucky you got AD on your team because if not, you'd probably be losing to the Heat. It's not Dwayne Wade, it's Kyrie Irving. If it's not Kyrie Irving, it's uh, 
Anthony Davis. And when Anthony Davis goes, he's going to find another bum that's going to take less money just so he can win a championship. Oh, he's running out of time. He's getting older. I do know one thing. For all the crap I ever talked about Jordan, it was just Batman and Robin till the end, right? Batman had his Robin. Robin's name was Scottie Pippen. And the rest was history. Somehow I have a deeper appreciation for those championships. Even though I wasn't rooting for them. Come on, man. Spare me the nonsense. Spare me all the histrionics, all the stupidity and all the pomp and circumstance and all the celebrating and all the screaming and all the hogwash. The only thing I will ever emulate LeBron James on, I'll never walk off the court early. I'll never make an idiot of myself in front of national television. Although I did once. Nah. The only thing I'd ever do like LeBron is after a hard day's work, take that damn shirt off and ride off into the sunset, right? That's what you like to do, LeBron? You soft, B. This is how you take your shirt off and ride off into the sunset. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.